Friday, Friday, Galaxy on my day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's Friday. The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's in a rubber house in a rotten underwear. Hallelujah. Host name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha. Delta. Yeah. Dukes. Dig it. I'm done. I'm so triggered. Fox Sports just tweeted out something. I'm incredibly triggered by it. I can't wait to scream and complain. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. Later, Tor. Thanks for coming in, bud. Appreciate it. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. I'm alone in the room. I always knew it would come to this one day. Eventually, I would drive away everyone that's ever been willing to work for me or has ever cared about me, and I would just be sitting alone talking into a microphone. It happened a little sooner than I thought. Oh, you're back. Well, we pushed it off for another day, everybody. It's a big, fat win. You hear that sound, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. Um... Look, I know people say that to you, but it actually fit the exact circumstances under which I was just undergoing, so I hope you'll make an exception. Just trying to keep the freaks out of here. Freaks and geeks. Oh, you're locking the elevator up? Yeah. The freaks are around, man. Tell you what. I heard the, uh, back, the back end of a phone call yesterday. I oh, said, really? said, you know what? Let's let's make sure this is locked. And all what was the, the back end? What, what do you mean? Uh, there's some guy roaming around the streets, and you're, you're giving oh, some yes. instructions. I'm yes. like, ah, okay. Well, my new favorite bit to do whenever I drive into the beautiful uh, downtown uh, Babylon that is uh, the city of Fairfax, Old Town Fairfax here in beautiful Fairfax, Virginia. And honestly, I feel very lucky to live and work around here. I think for the most part, it's a good area. But there's a couple of interesting features. There are some rather aggressive homeless, um, as there seem to be more and more everywhere. And then there is a uh, the drunk tank is about two blocks from where we are right now. Uh, maybe a little bit more, but... Behind Commonwealth Dry Goods, it's even closer. So as I am driving into the Fortress of Solid Deutery to do this beautiful show with you, Gigant, did you shave your top lip? I did not, no. Did you do something different? No, 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 It's it's. I have not touched the top lip hair, and I, I do not want to. Okay. I'll, I'll look like I'm 13 years old. You kind of look like a Simpson there for a second. It, it freaked me out. Going, oh. The top lip was everywhere. I don't know if it's the lighting. I don't know what's going on in here. There's something. The lighting is bad in here today, by the way. The what is that? Why are the spotlights? What's going on? Is it something different? What's is something different happened? No, no, no. I'm feeling like a bit of a diva right now. All right, that's a little better. Yeah, those are the lights that they should be. But those lights are those are troublesome. Like something needs to happen with those, I think. And you're tall enough to reach them, right? 
Right. Maybe after the show. Well, All right. The tube, like, sitting in the dark on the bonus shows. So well, we, the tube always likes sitting in the dark. So we, we had to that. get that light to, to actually shine on him so the, the viewers could see him. <laughs> That is very funny. The lighting issues are all because the tube is as depressed as he is. Yes. Um, what were you talking about? Oh, um, so a lot of times my job is a spotter. So I'll be driving in and uh, my wife's working at the shop. And so then I'll look and just see, okay, crazy homeless guy screaming to himself a block and a half up. Um, all right, there's a weird dude jumping up and down at the crosswalk, you know, two blocks down. Like, yep. I'll be the spotter, and then I'll call over to the shop, and I'm like, look, uh, there's a dude wearing a clown outfit and holding a big bunch of balloons. He's walking around. Like, if you see him coming in, like, just lock the fucking door, call the cops. You know, it's just kind of a situation like that. Right. So there was a guy, and I think we've all seen this move, uh, having a full-fledged, not just a uh, an argument, but a screaming, vehement argument um, on the corner to himself as I was walking in. I see a fair amount of that, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I think the, the city police does a, a very good job around here. Like, they've always been uh, good with us, so I don't have many complaints. But, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a situation where if there's weirdos around, I probably would rather you do what you do, and that is batten down the hatches. If I if if I'm hearing some rumblings early yeah. in the week, I, I got to make sure that happens. I've been proactive rather than reactive. That's what I say, young man. <laughs> I I my uh, drive home from work some nights right. is terrifying. Oh, it's because not that bad, is well, it? It, it's terrifying because at some points it's very dark and it's two a.m. and then. The homeless will be in the middle of the streets as I'm driving. What? Yeah. Oh, you mean in DC? In DC. Oh, okay, yes, okay. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been I'm, there, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like, oh, what are you doing there? And I got to swerve and well, get up. Well, you know where bit. you work. Um, if you travel up 50, uh, about three or four miles, that's where WHFS was. Yeah. And so uh, when I used to work promotions, a lot of times I would have to take the station vehicle, drive down that road into DC to whatever bullshit appearance nobody cared about was. Stay there until 2 o'clock in the fucking morning and then drive it back up that fucking road. And right. then there's that one intersection. Is the big cartoon McDonald's still there? Uh, it is. It's still there, yeah. They, okay. they, they knocked down the Wendy's, but the, the McDonald's Big cartoon. There. There's a big cartoon three-level McDonald's by what we're talking oh, about yeah. down TC. And uh, the homeless people would just be – they'd be put on one-act plays, like oh, in yeah. the middle of the fucking intersection. So you just have to wait. Uh, we're slowly drive around. And that was the way that it went. <laughs> uh, but that's That was 20 years ago. Oh, boy, it's good to know nothing has changed. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a beautiful Friday episode of the Chad Duke Show. That means it is F-R-double-E to you, the takers. Thank you so much for checking in on us. I am your host, Shoot, or the Shootster, as I'm somehow called. We're broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes in Fairfax, brought to you by Monk's Barbecue in Percival. Delicious, best barbecue in the state of Virginia, and I don't believe that it's even close, Gigantor. <laughs> Tremendous presenting sponsor. Uh, of course, this Sunday, there is uh, a Monk's Takeover, as they say. What is the term? A pop-up? I guess a pop-up, People up, yeah. love the collab and the pop-up. They love all of that. They don't love anyone just doing their business. Um, Monks is doing a hog roast out at Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville. Uh, you can get tickets at flyingacefarm.com. Kind of unofficial show event. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be out there, and I know a lot of other people are that listen to the show, so uh, should be fun. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, if you guys want to come on out and say hi, you should. We're going to be eating hog 
and uh, getting ready for Independence Day. It should be a fabulous weekend. I think they're also doing a spike ball tournament, and Monk is uh, really Monk has let me know about that a couple times. My goodness, they're gonna be uh, setting that up, and then I might have to start stretching right now. It's a full pavilion of the the hog, and it's a full pavilion of the drinks everywhere that you everywhere that you go across the property. Whole farm apparently is going to be stocked with uh, delicious Monk's barbecue. So looking forward to that and. Monk uh, texted Tor and I today to let us know that he has lost weight and his cholesterol is down. It was. Uh, Look, I'm happy for him, right? I wish I had responded to the text before, and then I would have had to got the text from you for not responding to that message. Because I had to respond to this. Well, one. you're a little negligent on the text sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, look, I'm happy for Monk, but. It, it feels like he's got hobbies, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like he's got stuff going on? Like, I know he's got the fish tank. Uh, he likes buying fishing clothing. Um, he picked up disc golf and let everybody know about he it. He did disc golf all the time. Like, I feel like he's got a lot of hobbies, but the one hobby that really does seem to be the go-to is letting us know about his health. Like, he seems to really be into that. Uh, so I'm happy for him. Uh, it's very, very good. I I think maybe we need to, maybe billiards. Some, we need to uh, pick up another couple of things for him to fill his days with. But uh, I'm glad his blood pressure is down. I guess we, we now we now know that. And, uh, he's getting his blood work back tomorrow. You know how we know that? He let us know this morning. Um, so look, I am happy. I know that he's worried about his health. Uh, but wow, uh, it is something to be sitting at uh, in a seafood restaurant at the beach on the first day, and he's breaking down to you his glucose level. Yeah. <laughs> tough oh man uh so where, cheers to him where did he get bullied into into actually eating it, it was one place where it, he was trying to order some, something well, incredibly like a cob salad a, a lot of people do this um it, it's very odd they um they don't take care of themselves the whole year and then the week they go down to the beach they announce i'm on a diet and so then like every time we go out to eat and by the way it would be very easy to just do it without saying anything yeah you could just order a fucking tuna salad you could just get yourself a piece of fish sure i don't think anyone would even notice but it's like i, I can't tell you tour as many times i've gone down to the beach with the motley crew there's always someone that announces i can't do and, and then by the way i've done this i there's something about going to the beach and announcing the diet starts today that people tend to do um I don't really understand that move. I think it's maybe because you see a bunch of hot chicks on the beach and you see some dudes that are like, that look good with their shirts off. You're like, okay, you know, they, they've been prepared for this. You, you, you've been shamed into realizing that you haven't prepared accurately. Yeah, after you're shoving the fifth hush puppy down your gullet, <sighs> then you're like, oh, well, I wonder if Buddy Two Houses Down is doing that right now. Probably not. Or if he is, he probably is because he's. He can't. It, it led up to this week. The whole year led up into this week. It wasn't a whole year of eating like you're at the beach. Um, all right, so we have uh, Ask Shoot emails to get to today. I think also on the show, we're going to have a little bit of our interview with uh, my buddy Ken Dixon, who is the heavyweight champion in Maryland Championship Wrestling. And uh, even if you don't like wrestling, I understand. Probably most of the audience doesn't. Uh, but he's a nice dude, and he's an interesting dude. Uh, and it's a real interesting thing to do, be a professional wrestler. And so... Um, it was a great conversation. I think we had him on the show on Thursday. We did, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you became a big fan afterwards because then you looked at his Instagram and found several shirtless pics. Well, when you ever, whenever you meet like a uh, somebody that is actively competing in combat sports, sure, does something interesting and wrestling, you're kind of like, oh, you are cut from a different cloth than right. everybody else, and it, it, they're just 
immediately interesting because they do something that that nobody does yeah well i mean his opening salvo was telling us about when he broke his neck in a, in a wrestling match and he <laughs> right. was, it's like oh okay i would not be willing to do that <laughs> like to break my neck you're gonna have to come break it because i'm not gonna <laughs> do anything that's gonna put me in a situation where i'm gonna break my fucking neck right um the tweet that i was talking about at the very top of the show i wanted to mention this and then i wanted to clean up a couple of things that have just I would say uh, there's been a couple of poltergeists that have been haunting the halls of the Chad Duke show for the past week. I want to clean a couple of those up here today on the free show episode tour. Sounds good. But the one thing that I wanted to start with is uh, Fox Sports just tweeted out as we went to broadcast. Uh, It was a big tweet that said, this Thanksgiving is going to be one of a kind. And then it has uh, a big graphic that says Thanksgiving weekend, Fox. And then there's Cletus. You know Cletus is, right? Oh, love Cletus. Love Cletus. Big robot. Anybody that watches football on Fox knows there's this big football robot. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. He's been around for 100 years. Uh, so I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, God. Because I don't. I hate summer. I, I don't know what to tell everyone. Summer stinks. Um, it's hot. It's sweaty. It's humid, especially summer around here. Um, nobody seems to be working. Um, everything is crowded and just all the golems that did, I guess, pack it in October 11th and then like reemerge in May 11th, like they're out and about doing their, doing their thing with a, a T-H-A-N-G. Right. I'm not a big fan. So I see the fall imagery and I'm like, oh, look, there's Pat Mahomes. Like, oh, look, there's Jim Harbaugh. Like, what's Jim Harbaugh doing on there? And I look down and it says... Oh, it's a promo. It's a it's a social square, as they call it, for Thanksgiving weekend. On Thursday, November 24th, you have the Giants and the Cowboys. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme. Cowboys playing on Thanksgiving. Um, I'd rather they mix it up. I understand why they have given the games to the Lions and the Cowboys. I understand it's because they were the only ones willing to do it back in the day. But the best thing that's ever happened is that they've added that third game. Oh, yeah. Um, the only game that you generally care about, it's generally an NFC South game or something more interesting, because by that time you are so fucking sick of watching the Lions lose by 30 and watch the Cowboys generally do pretty well on Thanksgiving, too, even if they're seven and nine that year. Right. Um, I digress. They also have featured that Sunday on November 27th, Rams Chiefs. Oh, Chimama. Why don't we gimmick it up? I mean, I see teams leaving conferences left and right in college football, Gigantor. Yeah. Let's get the Chiefs and the Rams in the same conference for the next three years, just to be safe. Why not the next eight? Well, because eventually Pat Mahomes is going to retire, Sean McVay's. I mean, Sean McVay's been threatening to quit basically since he took the job. It's a very odd, odd bit. Very odd. Well, maybe he just wants to go someplace to be handsome and bang that dime that he's with. Like, and I'm yeah. not pocket watching, I'm, but you know. Life's probably pretty good for Sean McVay, I would imagine. He doesn't need to be spending 100-hour fucking work weeks You get ready for the Seahawks. Right. But that's about as good of a football game as you can possibly think. I'm fast-forwarding. We're going to be down at the beach that time. I'm going to be looking for a bar at the Outer Banks to watch that game. It's the best time ever. They also have on this promo, November 26th, Saturday, Michigan-Ohio State. Huh? What's not to like? Everybody loves that. They call it the game. I read that Ohio State trademarked the some cornball shit. That's all I'm going to say. It's a little corny. I know everybody loves college football. There's some cornball shit that goes on in college football. And then sitting right there on Friday, November 25th tour, it just makes me want to bang my head against the fucking wall. So on the Thanksgiving weekend, that it, Thanksgiving is synonymous with what? Football and turkey. Yeah. And probably beer. <laughs> those, those three things. The FIFA World Cup 
group stage. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what the group stage is. It looks like Team USA against some Lions. I have no idea. Those appear to be Lions. I'm going to assume it has something to do with England because England thinks they're Lions. It's very weird. It's like every professional football player. They all think they're Lions, too, for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't even know what what is that and why is it included in my Thanksgiving fucking football weekend preview from Fox Sports. So I'm I'm friends with a bunch of losers um, that like soccer. Well, I'm not going to hit this bell over here for that. And uh, from my knowledge, the group stage is the qualifying stage to be in the World Cup. And the U.S. has drawn a four-team bracket with England in it. Okay. So it's everyone's kind of getting juiced up because the Not USA, everyone. Well, the, the the losers are getting juiced up about the – the USA England rivalry and who's gonna who's gonna win that who's gonna take that if they were playing that game in the back of the studio right now I would just shit on the floor is what I would do I would shit on the floor and say somebody's got to clean this up um, and then I would walk to the elevator and I would take it downstairs that that's what would happen uh, if they were playing that game for me and I always love the the fucking uh, guys who are like Ugh, uh, I don't care about soccer at all what is the flag when that means nothing. Whether or not we beat these shitheads in soccer, I mean, it's, it's their sport. Right. The, the second England shows up with a team and says, we got helmets and shoulder pads, we're going to beat the Rams, you let me know. Let me know, because that's what I care about. And if we lose to them, then I will be really upset if oh, that yeah. happens. No, I'll be pissed. Oh, by the way, pick your team. The Texans. <laughs> Lovey Smith, stomp a mud hole in that fucking ass. Jaguars, I, whatever shit team. The Commanders, pick the worst team you can think of. Take the entirety of Europe, yeah. bring all of your bangers, and you're going to get 72 hung on you. That's what I care about, Tor. Right. That's what means something to me. We've already lost baseball, by the way. Baseball's not our sport. South America, Middle America. There, I mean, there's other teams that can put together definitely beat an American team. It's happened. I would say so, yeah. World Baseball Classic. It's happened. Basketball, I, I bet we get running back. We get running. But sometimes we fucking get run the Olympics on a regular basis now. Too much. Yeah. It's, too, it's become too popular. A lot of good international, great players Euro in players, great Asian players. They're just, they're just all over the place. Like the the, the, the the one I care about is the second I see a bunch of those limey bastards rolling over here in a big lobster claw, whatever it is they would fucking bring over here, and they say we're gonna go ahead and beat you uh, in four quarters of American football. The second that happens, okay, you can put soccer on the Thanksgiving Day weekend promo. Right. But until that happens, look, the rest you can pretend you like soccer for the rest of the year. It's really important to you. I know it's important to you to root for teams that are across a fucking ocean for you. I, you like to wear scarves. I get it. I actually I don't get it, but I I respect your ability to do it. Yeah. Keep it the fuck off my Thanksgiving Day weekend promo poster. I don't need that. I have to hear from your dumb shit all fucking day, all day long. People can pretend and oh god, if it was, whoo, if it was six or seven years ago, could I explain to you? How easily it is for me to spot soccer fans. How easy it is for me to take a look at the Twitter bio of a person and know whether or not they like soccer. Oh, there might shit. be some characteristics. <laughs> oh, I can. I'll tell you a couple things that might show up on their profile pic. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, uh, it is not interesting to me, and that that bummed me out because I saw it right before the show. And they have the little emojis, and there's a turkey emoji, and a football emoji, and then a soccer ball emoji. Oh, that sucks balls. So then I'm like, all right, let me go to the responses. They're gonna get torn the fuck apart. Nope, <laughs> everyone's steamed up. That sucks balls. I've never in my life seen a soccer ball associated with with that week. It's a bummer. 
And people always want to throw like the worldwide ratings, and I'm just like, I don't care about that. It's at all they all. got. It's all the rest of the world has. I don't the, care what Ethiopia is watching on TV. If the rest of the world had football, the rest of the world would be watching and playing football. It's the best sport ever devised on planet Earth. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I get it. It's a niche sport for the rest of the world, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's an expensive sport to play. But uh, we don't have to get into that. Uh, but if you enjoy, enjoy if you're going to. Uh, Watch that, whatever that's happening that weekend. I have, I have no idea. Um, all right, a bunch of stuff to get to today. If you want to, uh, oh boy, this is this is a bummer. Um, so last night, uh, I went to. Uh, I've been sober this week for the most part. Okay. I think I had a uh, had a Tito's and Club Soda, two Tito's and Club Sodas out at. Uh, Capital Grill. Right. I went there on Wednesday with my beautiful bride, but uh, the rest of the nights I've been living the way that you people do, uh, which is boring as fuck. I don't know how you do it. Um, TV isn't funny. Um, the internet is annoying. Uh, outdoors isn't as much fun. Video games stink. Um, but it is what it is. I'm getting into my mid-40s, so I'm, I'm drinking less because it's what you do. So... Last night I was um, I prepped for the show and I had uh, done a bunch of stuff around the house and I was um, writing some stuff. I'm actually trying to write a new song for the band. I did all that and I was like, "Well, oh, God, it's nine o'clock and Ooh. yeah, this is what I'd like to you know have a beer. You know, I'd like to have a beer. It's nine o'clock." So I said, "I'm gonna go to the Harris Teeter because um, I love the Harris Teeter. No, no free plugs, but I like walking up and down the aisles. And I, you know, you could always get something there. I been bought some seltzer waters and stuff, but uh." I like seeing what the new stuff is and chronicling it, and um, I put the headphones on, and I listened to old Ron and Fez's. I was listening to Dave, uh, Eastside Dave and Fez, argue about whether or not Dave should have had sheepy babysit for his oh, kids. that's a great one. Classic episode. I listened great to it hard. I was really enjoying it. So I walk up and down the aisles with my headphones on, and... Uh, you know, I enjoy myself. I have a little alone time for me. It's nice air conditioned in there. And at 9 o'clock at night, ain't nobody in there. Right. All the soccer moms are at home. They're probably in bed already. Um, and the Harris Teeter closes at 11, so I've got a nice little pocket of me time. Walking around, and I... Uh, <laughs> I you know what baby bells are? I, I'm familiar with the baby bell, yes. Had about three baby bells before I left uh, to go to the... Uh, there's little tiny guys, you yeah. know what I mean? Little if you haven't seen them, they're little soft... Wheels of different types of cheeses. I believe we have Gouda right. in the house right now. And um, they're intoxicating because not only it's cheese, so it's delicious, but um, they have a little wax wrapper around them. So you peel it off, and then you have this little red ball of wax uh -huh. that's malleable. I guarantee you've bitten one of these balls of wax. Eaten many. I, I hate to keep on beating the dead horse because it's, it's got to be boring on the show for the listeners. We're going to be beating a dead tour with all the shit you've been eating. <laughs> the candles and the erasers. The wax. Definitely. Definitely. How couple. much wax do you think you've in, ingested in your life? I don't. I mean, there's been times where I've definitely finished a baby bell cheese and said, <laughs> well, let's just take a bite out of this. So uh, you would say it's mostly texture that causes Tec you to. I will get. A smooth texture will get me to bite into something. Uh, so keep your babies away from Tor. He's just, he's just <laughs> yeah. taking a bite out of a baby it's, thigh every time. Yeah. Oh, it's the smoothest thing on earth. They call them the baby thigh chompers, what they call them, <laughs> all, all around, all around the, the Northern Virginia area. Um, 
So I, uh, but they're they're fun to unwrap because they've got that little piece of whatever that is twine that you kind of unwrap it and then yeah. I like to peel it out. I I pop the baby bell in my mouth and I I. I you know, if you eat three of them, you get a pretty good ball of wax. Right. And then I throw it around the room, lose it. My wife finds it later. She's upset. Uh, rinse, wash, repeat. So I uh, I told you that story. i tell you this one. I, I walked down an aisle, and there was some um, there was some gurgling. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to discuss our listening audience. I don't know if you're enjoying a delicious meal. And at first, tour, at first, I was a little worried. I was a little worried. I thought maybe he was there. Late, um, late night at the teeter on a Thursday night. He could be there. Also, not a bad if he is. Bathroom's already been cleaned. Ain't nobody in there. Teeter's not ideal shitting, but it's not the worst shitting. Right. A uh, little more high traffic than Coles. To me, that's your Valhalla of public shitting. We ought to do a power ranking. Like maybe for March Madness this next year. We do a field of 64 places shit in public. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, the worst is going to be like Sitco, right? Like or Seven Eleven. Oh God, yeah. I mean, there's just got to be. Um, but I, I felt, I felt like maybe it was a possibility that our guy, the disastrous one, but luckily it wasn't. Okay. Uh, it was gas. So I'm in the. Um, there's 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 several aisles in my hair's teeter, but the prime aisle. Mm-hmm. is the chip aisle because the chip aisle has chips on one side with that and then it's got candy and crackers on the other side um so there's lots to look at right if you're a fat guy it's 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 prime real estate yeah i look up i'm in the dead center of the aisle i look up to the left nobody i look down to the right nobody uh-huh. i'm like this is perfect i've got the headphones on Dave and Fez are screaming at each other. Ronnie's like, well, I guess you guys just start getting along, huh, Fez? <laughs> um, I'm like, well, no harm, no foul. And I proceed to um, unleash. And uh, the problem was is that we've all been there when we've gambled and lost where you think maybe I've just shit in my pants. Uh, yep. Okay, that wasn't the issue this time. Here is what happens. And I, it, 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 to me... It was like if you're watching your dog run out in the street and then you see the mail truck coming and you're like, no, like you're, you're, you can see something unfolding in front of you before it's actually happening. Like you almost get this clairvoyancy, if that's a word. I start farting about three seconds in because it was it was a doozy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I turn to the right and there's a normie. Um, it's a dude. Normie shirt, normie haircut, tall, lean, probably plays golf, probably jogs, probably works in D.C. And he's got the wife and the kid behind him, and they turn the corner, and I am (laughs) farting loudly. (laughs) And I'm dressed as you see me dressed today. Yeah. Fat guy, tank top, mesh shorts, earbuds in, weird mullet. A uh, cart filled with unhealthy food, and I know that I can't hear the fart because my earbuds are in and it's playing talk radio. But I can see that he can hear it. Now I don't know if the rest of the family did, but he comes in, walk, takes a step down the aisle. I'm still going, and he immediately we lock eyes, whack, and I'm like, oh fuck Shoot. me! So I cut it off because I have those superpowers. But the you know now. 
I now I'm in a this is an internal struggle. Now everything in my fiber of my being tour is screaming, get out of there. Like go the other way down the aisle, run. Like get get loose to this place because this is too embarrassing. Right? It's not like they're gonna report you or anything, but how grocery stores work, you're likely gonna bump into them again. It, you you read my mind. Um I said these motherfuckers they have half a cart full of shit. They're not done shopping. I'm not done shopping. Like I've got to get best case scenario. I go to the other side of the store and just kind of piddle dick around until they leave, or I just leave right now. Instead of that, I'm like, hey, look, that dude doesn't know what he heard. I'm just gonna sit here like nothing fucking happened. He doesn't know if I'm farting down this aisle. Well, no, if there's nothing else that could have happened. But this is the debate that I'm. So sure. I, I decide, screw it. I'm I'm only human. I'm gonna wait right here. And so I pick up a bag of Smart Pop and I start reading the nutrition information. They proceed down the aisle. Now, I got to blame this guy a little bit, okay? If I would have walked into an aisle in the grocery store, this is 100% true, everything I'm telling you right now. If I would have walked into a grocery store, tour, tell me this, and you would have seen someone built like me, ripping, ripping poops. I'm ripping the poops, ripping the poops every day and every night. Would you not then say, oh, my God, we're going to go down a different aisle? I would have like, checked out. I mean, you might have left the store, right? Yeah. They confidently charge up the aisle towards me. Oh, they're stupid. Well, it leads me to believe that it is possible that he didn't hear it. Oh. Now, him locking eyes with me would would seem to suggest that he did. <laughs> it is then that wave two happens and the smell. You, you've been around a lot of my gas. I have. There's bad days and good, right? There's days when I'm in here like fucking the 1812 overture, but there's no odor no you right you've you, uh, it's been a very select few times where that we've we've hit both phases <laughs> both phases most of the, most of the times it's just like okay i'm editing at the show someone's playing the horns right, 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 right all right somebody's fucking playing uh moreno de mi corazon over here on <laughs> yeah. the fucking mariachi band <laughs> been peter griffin and fucking michael moore having the fart <laughs> off uh i just do it with myself it is so foul. It is so disgusting that I myself am. I'm sitting there looking at the bag, like I I don't know how this came out of me. You're thinking the kid's gonna go down in the store. That's what I'm thinking. They not only do they walk right past me through it. They they had to walk through it. I don't know what lens you need, to, what spectrum of light you need to look through the goggles. You know, maybe the Jurassic Park jobbers where they saw the T Rex to see the plume. Yeah, but it would have been. I mean, if it was radiation, we're all dead. Like, all of our hair is falling out. Like, it's, it's over with. We're ground zero. <clears throat> they walk right through it. And then not only do they not... Uh, like if, if I, I would have I would have made a noise. Like, if I, if a stranger had done that, and I'm the only guy in the aisle, I saw the other guy, oh, Jesus. Like, I probably wouldn't have had the balls to confront the guy. But I would have done the bit that I do when I go into a public bathroom where someone's befouling. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like, who did this? My God. How about a courtesy flush? Like, I would have done some variation of that. Sure. They, they cool as a cucumber. They pick up the baked lays. They're just chilling there in the aisle. And I'm, and now it's a game of gas chicken. Like, I feel like this. it's a fart chicken situation where he knows what I did. I know what I did. He's trying to play it cool. I'm trying to play it cool. And neither one of us should have been playing it cool. So... I chill for like another 30 seconds, uh, and then I just start quietly and slowly moving down the aisle. And then I run into these motherfuckers 17 more times throughout. And every single time towards it's the same thing where I'm like, he knows what I did. Now he's told his family. Oh. But I can't, 
I can't. If I run away, it's like it's like you're showing the police that you're guilty. Right. Like it wouldn't have been. What do the cops always say? You made it way worse now that you ran. So like I'm not running away from the situation. I, I want to own it, but it's uncomfortable every single time because I could see him slow down when we get close, and then I slow down when we get close, just so we know that neither one of us is running the other one off. My wife actually called me at one point. She goes, you've been at the store for a fucking hour and 15 minutes. She goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm playing fart chicken. You don't understand this. You're a woman. Right. And so uh, she hung up. And so I, um, you know, my my grocery store trip took an additional, I would say, at least 15 to 20 minutes. I I don't know how he could have walked through that and not done a coughing bit. Yeah, you got a purple heart as far as dealing with my gas. And maybe it's... (laughs) I mean, Tor is a fucking legendary warrior. It's like when Michael Ironside shows up at Starship Troopers when Tor deals with my farts. The, the, maybe dads are, are different and they just don't give a shit about that stuff. I don't think they care. Because they got a kid and they're all, all, always you know cleaning the stuff up. Um, I think it would have been a way... If they were wearing masks... They weren't. That, mm. They weren't. They weren't ma- wearing masks over their ears, I'll tell you that much. Because uh, with the masks... Oof. If you're in a store walking around and, and it, it flies, you're like, oh, right. well, these fuckers are wearing masks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you just, if that guy just got raw dogged by a nuclear one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> That's he, disgusting, his, by the way. His mind must have been, you know, on Saturn. He, he must have just been on autopilot mode. I don't know what it's like to have a family. I think you could be right. That, that crossed my mind as I was driving home. I'm glad you made that point. Is that. When you have kids and your wife's there and you're just trying to get, he's probably trying to get home. He's yeah. going to work. He's going to get up at 5 a.m. He's probably just trying to get through his life. He might not even have known it. I think that, I think maybe he was kind of doing the bit. All right. Let the wife pick out the, the gluten-free crackers for the for the kid. Right. You know, you get, you know, maybe a, a, a nice six-pack of whatever juicy IPA if he's you al- want. If he's, if allowed. he's allowed. Yeah, he's yeah. Allowed. So, so he's just, you know. Come I, on, honey. I think he's just going through the motions. I haven't had a beer in three weeks. It's the fourth. We spent all last week with your parents at the beach at Ocean City. Um, Ew. Yeah, I wasn't excited. <laughs> all right, so I, I wanted to I want to do a little house cleaning before we get to ask you. Sure. Uh, we have a thing called the subscribe Facebook subscriber chat. Uh, basically, if you're listening to this show right now, you only listen to the free episode. There's a lot of people I know that they listen to the free episode and they follow us on social media. That is how they consume the show. They do not subscribe on ChadDukeShow.com. They don't get all the shit that happens during the week. And, you know, I think you should. It's a, I'm proud of the product. It's a good product. Tor and I put on a really good show every week, and I think it's better than most of the shit that you're listening to normally. Um, but it's money. I understand. Time's tight. Inflation stinks. Whatever. Um but there's this thing where if you really want to support the show, you can go to our Facebook page at Chad Duke Show, and you can become a Facebook subscriber. And, and basically all that means is you pay $4.99 a month, you get access to our video back catalog, and you get um, discussion Yeah, in this private – people don't like that I call it a private chat. What would you call it? I liked when you called it the super secret supporter chat. Okay. Because, you know. I've just had people bitch at me for calling it. Like, this isn't a chat room. You don't know what a chat room is. Like, I had people complain at me for that. It's a Facebook page like you would look at a Facebook page, but it is private. And you can only access it if you subscribe to the show on Facebook. Right. Um, 
I like the chat a lot. I like all the people in it. They're nice. Uh, they get the show. I don't have to explain things to them. We try to reward them. We do giveaways. We've given away a PlayStation 5 in there. We've given away old show stuff in there. A lot of tickets for, for tickets. promotions yeah. that we do on the show. We got yeah. the Monster Truck tickets. We got the WWE tickets. We give them away in there to those people. And also, we let them know ahead of time, like, hey, this hat is coming out. This shirt is coming out. This CD is coming out. Like, we just give them little spiffs like that for going the extra mile. It's, it's not much, but it's something. Right. They've kind of, they're all familiar with each other, though, in there, and they start their own conversations. For instance, they're doing a fantasy football league. I know nothing about it, but they're just, they're enjoying themselves. They're in there, they're all like the show. Um, they're all like minded. So they're like, well, let's start a fantasy football league. We're doing Christmas in June and July coming up where we have a secret Santa. These guys are all getting together. They're doing a Christmas in June and July secret Santa. I like it. It's great, but yeah. it's like, I'm not a really a part of it. These, there's some conversations that pop up that I don't really understand. And um, there was one that popped up this week in particular, and I wanted to address it. Um, it is about Terry McLaurin. He just punched the mic. Yeah. Um, Terry McLaurin is the wide receiver for the Washington Redskins now, then Washington football team, now Washington Commanders, which is embarrassing in its own right, but it is what it is. He's great. I, I still have great affinity for him. I think most pe fans of the local team do. For those that are still left. And this past week, he signed a, a very nice deal. Uh, he was holding out of, what was it? It was mini camps, correct? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't showing up for their, their pre-mini camps. He wanted a new deal. It's the last year of his deal. And quite frankly, he deserves a new deal. And he's looking at all these other wide receivers getting a new deal. And um, I believe my take on a tour was, if I was Terry McLaurin, um, I would not sign a new deal with the commanders. I would wait because he wasn't a first-round pick. And for those of you that aren't huge football fans, if you're a first-round pick, it's it's actually real bu – it's bullshit. The team has a fifth-year option, which basically means if they like you, they can exercise the fifth-year option and you are delayed another year before you can go out and test free agency and see who would be willing to pay for your services. It's actually un-American. Um, you would think it would be the other way around. I would with, yes. with uh, picks two through seven. Like if well also if I played really well, like maybe knock a year off my contract because I've done more than I was projected to do. Right. It's un-American. I don't like it that you get drafted, you have no say what team you go to, then your your contracts are kind of slotted now, and then they have this fifth year option. Terry wasn't taken in the first round, so he doesn't have to go through the same shit as a lot of these other guys do where they get this extra year. And, and you could say they're getting paid millions of dollars they're on TV. Fine. But they could get hurt. Um, they could get a staff infection. I mean, there's so many things that could happen hey, uh, to him. Ryan Shazier, projected to be a 12-year veteran, played two years. Unbelievable. Um, it's, it's not fair. But it benefited Terry in this way in that at the end of this year, he was going to be a free agent. And the Washington Commanders, if they didn't re-sign him, would get nothing in compensation for him. Right. You look at what Tyree Kill got, you know, the Chiefs got for Tyree Kill. Or you look at, you know, Devontae Adams. You may not like, I mean, Russell Wilson. You, these are big superstar players. Terry's a big superstar player. I, I feel comfortable saying that. I said, don't sign there. I said, play the season with Carson Wentz. You'll probably have 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. And then at the end of that year, Buffalo will offer you a contract. Right. Kansas City will offer you a contract. Tampa Bay, wherever you want to fucking go. The Dallas Cowboys, wherever you think you want. These guys should be allowed to play wherever they want to play. That's the way it works. The Rams, Arizona. Yeah. Yep. And people are like, well, I have a contract in my work. Well, you know, go see if you can fucking make them pay you out if they fire you. Right. Also, did you have a choice in signing it? Because these motherfuckers don't. They get drafted to these teams. Now, they don't sign. They don't get paid. 
Well, I mean, I guess you could force it if you're Eli Manning, but how many times does that fucking happen? Very rarely. By the way, Florio's already baiting the drums for fucking, uh, what's the latest Manning to do that? And I'm just like, dude, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? He just signed with Texas. What, what? He's, he just want, he wants to. I don't. I would, I would love to ask Florio if you get what you want and the NFL goes away. Like, what are you gonna do for a living then after that? <laughs> right. Because he seems like a smart dude. I don't understand what the answer to that question is. Um, what are we talking about, Terry? Terry. So Tor and I do a segment where I ambush him. Um, where I say, "All right, Tor, hit the music," and then he has to answer five off-season questions because Tor is a sports fan and he hosts his own sports podcast. And I think you want to be a sports talk radio host. That's your goal, correct? Yes. So, like, it's a, it's a good exercise, but also it's fun. You know, it's a fun way to continue to talk about the NFL, even though it's the off-season. And um, you can only read so much to Sean Watson hearing news. I saw you, I saw your post in there. Oh, in the bro. Top four. Just, just like. Oh. I mean, I, I've never looked forward to a Hall of Fame game more than I've looked forward to this Hall of Fame. It's a br- this is a brutal, please God, dead air, dead dead zone. I wish this sounds awful. I wish a superstar player would get hurt in mini camps because at least then, oh my God, because at least at least shooter, I, at I, least I cannot. shooter. I can't. No, I can't. The only news tour is Deshaun Watson. It's the only news that, 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 that any of these places are talking about. I gotcha. I know it's a horrible thing to say. It's not great. You remember when I said when Ted got married? Yeah. I said, I'm not happy for him. I want, I want him to hang out with me. I, I'm, I'm just a little bit more honest than I think than most people. I, want, I don't want to hear about Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. No. I want to you? talk about football. And if one of these guys goes down, there's conversations to be had. Did you see uh, Kendrick Perkins say it in, in 08? He wanted LeBron to tear his ACL. Oh, sure. <laughs> right Ken- before the Kendrick game Perkins has been saying quite a bit as of late, <laughs> as know? has Draymond Green. Did you see what Draymond Green called Kendrick Perkins? I did. Must be nice to just be able to apologize and everybody moves on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whew. Um, I digress. What were we talking about? Terry. Oh, Terry. Terry would have. I. Terry's made of different stuff than I am. Clearly. Uh, just look at our cores. Um, he signs his big deal uh, with Washington. Three-year deal. Um, yeah. Bunch of guaranteed money. I think it's a seventy-one million dollar deal. I think he gets over fifty million guaranteed. Yep. Real nice payday. Um, generational. Terry seems. Strikes me as the type of guy that's going to be responsible with his money. Set for life. Not only is he set for life, his kids are set for life. Uh, his parents are set for life. So kudos to him. He pens this, um, that's a really nice, uh, what would you call it? Uh, it's not a thank you note. Thank it, you. It's like a. Well, that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh. A thank you note exists, but a thank you note does not. I, a, is it a, an op-ed? <laughs> is it an editorial? I think it's just a statement. Which, he which, put out a mission statement, yeah, uh, a la Jerry Maguire, where um, it is exactly what you think Terry McLaurin would say. Basically, a non-story. It's perfect. It's eloquent. It's it's to the point. It's nice. It's kind. It shows. I, I mean, he's not a fool. He wants to get paid, but he basically the crux of it is: I got drafted by Washington. I want to win a championship in Washington. That was important to me. That's why I want to get this deal done. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be a part of it. It's everything, and it's it's very rare when an athlete drops one of these tours, and it doesn't sound like a fucking PR machine wrote it for him. Right. This sounds like this is how this guy feels, and he wrote it, and it, by the way, his actions back up his words. It's another reason why, if you are a Commandos fan, fall to your knees. This is your Super Bowl. You're not going nowhere. No. You ain't going to get a stadium. Your owner's getting beat up every fucking day. Your coach is finding your defensive coordinator. You change your logo every six months. You're you're the you're the embarrassment of the league. This is your Super Bowl, and if Chase uh, Young shows up to OTAs, that's your playoff appearance. I guess. 
to, to provide what six pressures and two sacks in yeah. t- twelve weeks. I, I mean, I'm happy. I don't have to pretend that Chase Young is what everyone thought he was anymore. Remember when? The, remember, I took phone calls on the radio where people said they wouldn't trade Chase Young for Justin Herbert. I took phone calls on the radio, lots of them, when we did that stupid fucking uh, segment. You're supposed to be the next Lawrence Taylor. Whew. My goodness, he's not the, not, not the, the next Elizabeth Taylor. Um, but whatever. He's hopefully he comes back. Maybe he's a monster. He has twelve sacks, and then th- there's your there's your Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, and fucking offseason rolled into one. Right. But Terry staying with Washington and not running for the hills is huge. It's huge. He's he's you hit it. You hit on that dude. It's a big deal. Um, in the supporter chat or subscriber chat, whatever you want to call it. Uh, somebody posted a, a, the picture and said, "Well, we need an analysis of this. Let's break it down. Like, what's the? I'm, this is surprising. What? I didn't understand the conversation. Still don't. Went back in, read over all the posts again. I don't know what's up for debate here. Is the debate that Terry is somehow dumb for staying here, or is the debate that what Terry did will somehow?" start a ripple effect for other wide receivers that stay with their shitty franchises instead of leaving for greener pastures. I found the debate to turn into, did me and you cover this? That's what I... Well, we did. We did. Yeah. So it seemed... So I didn't understand it either. We talked about it, for I think, for about 10 minutes or we so. We talked about the Terry possible extension three to four times this offseason. Right. Every time it was five offseason questions with Gigantor... Or, or both kinds of sports. It, 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 we, we, we talked about Terry McLaurin. So I didn't We're both understand. fans of him. I mean, he's I, come up quite a bit on the show. I didn't get the post because we've talked about him ad nauseum. And then it's a non... This is a nothing. What about this is unexpected? I, I, think we, I think we even word for word... I know it came out of my mouth. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Terry stays with Washington and signs a new deal... But I don't think a lot of other players would. I think they would wait to hit the open market. Not only is he responsible because it's bird in the hand tour. He doesn't know what's going to happen to him this year. Right. He got dinged up last year. He's looking at it saying, I'm going to be 27 by the time the season starts. Let's get this done. Let's make this fucking money. A, that's responsible. B, that's pragmatic. And C, I believe that he does mean all that shit. I think a lot of teams say that. I think a lot of players say that. Um, I want to stay here. I want to win here. This is my organization. I don't think that. I think they're mercenaries. I think they want to go out and they want to make as much money as they can. They're going to go from city to city. They have no control over which city they go to, so why would they have any loyalty to that city? I don't know. Um, I, I think this is exactly the response that a lot of people that have followed his career believed that he would have and that he is capable of. So now that it has happened, I don't know what the debate would be other than what I said. If I was him, I wouldn't have done it. I would have bet on myself. I would have played one more season, and then I would have gone and signed with New Orleans or wherever the fuck I wanted to go where I thought I could have a better chance at winning. Right. But that's a huge risk, too. But that was what was said on the show. Yes. 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 Um. I know you're sitting there listening to this thing. Well, I don't see the supporter chat. I don't know what you guys are talking about. These guys are yelling at each other for like two days, and I still don't understand what the debate is. So that we're just phrasing like what started the debate. And then there was another comment. Uh, I don't remember who said it, but he's like, this is why I don't post commander's shit on the Chad Duke show because it just gets ripped apart. It's like, well, no one's ripping anything apart. Yeah, David Stroll, the second, calm down. That guy gets the show. That guy's one of you our best it. listeners. He's one of our best listeners. I don't know what you're upset about. You have your guy. I think that I think that Washington fans are so used to just being, and this was one of the reasons why I stopped being a fan is I'm so tired of having a target painted on your back. Right. I just you just get treated 
like shit and everybody just uses um you know your fandom as an opportunity to, for ridicule and for mockery that i think sometimes they can be hypersensitive i think jacksonville fans are the same way um only jacksonville fans don't have if you're my age you remember when this team was great like right. jacksonville never had that a lot of these dog shit fucking teams they don't have that moment where it's like well we were amazing, and now we're not. Yeah, walking into a middle school, elementary school, high school as a, as a Skins fan in this area, if they lost to division rival, because right. every, for every Skins fan, there's a Giants, Eagles, a Cowboys fan in the right. area. You're just taking a beating. You're just taking a beating your whole life. I feel bad for all the all my friends who are genuine uh, Commanders fans. Cause I'm like, you, you. This is a bad draw. I don't know how anyone can be a Commanders fan, first and foremost. I I don't know how you can continue to do that, other than the fact that I've met guys in my life. I used to do a show with one. He liked getting beat up. He liked getting talked shit about. He liked when people came in here and tore him apart. Like I think there's people like that. They view that attention as good attention. Um, There's something to be said of loyalty. My dad rooted for this team. My grandfather rooted for this team. I get all that. But I'm a fucking adult. If something's not bringing me pleasure any longer, I don't know why I would subject myself to it unless it's work. Right. You know, or unless it's health or something that you have to do. Um, so there's that. Or if you're in a loveless marriage, but you're raising the kids and you guys are both fucking working to make it that work. I mean, I get that. There's shit in your life where you're not going to have fun all the time. But City, I'm going to watch a team that I don't want to get into that debate again. I've made, I've made my opinions on that very clear. The, 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 the point is, is that I wanted to make sure we addressed Properly, I suppose, the the Terry topic, and know that I don't believe there's any debate here. Right. Other than if you think that he should have done it, and that's not your call. They got a deal done. He made a nice statement. Let's move on yeah. to, to training camp. I do have a lot of people that go, hey, what's the deal with, with Terry? Why does everyone go crazy? Like, you know, 17-week season, barely broke 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. Like, first of all, he was ding last year. Second, you don't see how he, what he has to do to get these catches. Uh, you don't see what the offenses that he's in that he's having. To, I mean, it's unbelievable how consistent that he is, but he deserves some sort of a statue um, with and, how consistent he's been with how shitty this organization has been run. And the NFL recognizes it. And, right. and, and for that 2019 class, he's always involved in the graphics. And that was not a bad class with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel, McLaurin's always involved in those graphics, so he they understand his impact with the the, the awful hand he's yeah. been dealt. Um, it's interesting. I was thinking about how the way that Washington fans must look at like Super Bowl twenty six, Super Bowl uh, seventeen, all that. That's how Lions fans look at Megatron and Barry Sanders. Like they they don't have any championships or any playoff success, but like you've had. Like the, the Lions have weirdly had some of the most like dominant players at their position over you know the, the span of a long period of time. It's like right. it would be weird to look at your franchise that way as as opposed to their championship years. Oh God, I I look at, at early twenty the twenty tens with Julio Jones and Roddy White. Thing. Oh sure, that is. But oh yeah, Michael Turner, he was awesome. Worked on ruled, dude. I remember when they drafted Julio Jones, and I said, "Why did they draft Julio Jones? They have Roddy White." I remember <laughs> saying that out loud. I and then I remember when they drafted Calvin Ridley. I said, "Why did they draft Calvin Ridley? They have Julio Jones." I remember saying that out loud. I, I peak of my fandom with Sports Illustrated getting still get delivered. To, that was I, a real fun team I knew, though. Knew everything about Roddy White. I knew he was a state champion wrestler. I knew he had a, 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 a blue pit bull. I knew everything. They uh, do you ever? I, I put when I leave that for the house for the day. I put the NFL Network on because when Ripley, when my dog is at the house, I don't like. Uh, my wife will leave like vapid reality TV on. Sure. And I don't. This is gonna sound weird. I don't want her watching that. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. 
And I've, I've swear what to God. What the hell? I swear to God. Well, she's smart. I, she's a smart dog. I don't want her subjected to dumb shit. So, I, and then like one time I put Animal Planet on, and there was that pit bull show where like they rescue pit bulls. But then I realized it's like dog abused dogs for half of that episode. I'm like, well, I don't want her watching that. Yeah. So I put the NFL Network on because during the middle of the day, the NFL Network shows old games. I came in the other day, and it was it was the Eagles and the Giants. And it was, I don't even think it was a playoff game, but it was in, it was around the holidays and it was 31 to 31 and it was Vic and Manning. And it was like Mario Manningham oh, bringing yeah, yeah, in yeah, fucking yeah. touchdown, Todd Pinkston. They're slinging all over the fucking field. And I'm like, God damn, this change is quick. Like the bloom falls off the road. The Eagles and the Giants used to be like, they're the ones slugging it out for the NFC East. Right. Look at those teams now. Holy shit. I can't believe the Daniel Jones experiment has lasted as long as it has. Every year, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's We're only, doing another year I with think this he's kid? he's third head coach. Yeah, I mean, it ain't his fault, but it don't matter. But it's right. cool, but it goes back to what I say. Daniel Jones should have been like, no, I don't want to go here. No, I don't want the scrutiny of the New York market with no consistency, <laughs> terrible franchise, no front office. You got a fucking turnstile for a head coach. You're just fucking bullfighters waving the next one through. No. I'll go back up, fill in the blank for two years, and then right. fucking, and then I'll play. Ugh, God. It's unfair. Philly stinks too. They do. You you saw though that we talked about it this week. The the Jalen Hurts hype when that bursts, I'm gonna be there laughing my fucking ass off. I'm a Jalen Hurts, uh, but personally, I think he I, I like his attitude when it comes to football. I liked him when he got beat out at uh, Alabama. Said I'm gonna go to Oklahoma. You want to play? Win the job. I'm gonna play. I liked everything. I like his demeanor. All of it. He obviously looks good. You you just. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's obviously very handsome. He is. Uh, <laughs> but it's just he's not going to do it. And he, I don't know if he ever will. I don't think anybody watches the back half of these seasons with these uh, right. with the, with him. And, and, you know, once defenses adjust to the mobility, and they always do around the second half of the year, then it becomes a lot more difficult. He's a great rusher. Uh, he's not Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's not Mike Vick. He's not one of these guys that can kind of change the course of a game. Um, it's we we forget that the middle linebacker position in the NFL isn't Brian Erlacher anymore. No. It's not somebody that's two hundred sixty pounds, six foot two. That's just gonna get everything in between the tackle box. There, look at Devin Bush. Look at look at all the fast linebackers that we got. His speed is the commodity for the quarterbacks, and they make the plays on the quarterbacks. It's it. I think this has happened a lot where teams instead of deciding to to move on from a quarterback, they double down and get the quarterback like more weapons. Right. We saw that in Detroit. I mean, they could have, you know, traded up for quarterback. Instead, they draft one of the best wide receivers in the draft for Jared Goff. They're they're gonna see if it works for another year. Um, it's fine. We'll see if it works. Yeah. I think it's very very the teams though that do identify how difficult it is to find a quarterback. I think a right tour. As much as we're looking at it's easier to say, ah, Jalen Hurts will never win a Super Bowl. Jared Goff will never go back to a Super Bowl. You know, when you're sitting there like, well, what do we do? <laughs> do we trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Because our not everybody can put together the Russell Wilson package. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. We were supposed to get to this during the week, but Tor was nice enough to pull some voicemails. We do like it when you guys leave us voicemails um and it's very easy to do so in a little segment we called ask shoot this is ask shoot i'm shoot send us your questions comments or queries to mailbag at chaddukeshow.com and we'll get to them on the show easy for you to reach out for us even you takers that only listen to the free episode uh 385-645-5375 if you would like to check it out 
mailbag at chaddukeshow.com if you'd like to send us an email. I know we did one yesterday, Tor, did we not? We did. We did uh, four, Jeff from Maine. So four, have, Jeff from Maine. All right. Oh, through three. Or one through three. Let's go to our buddy Joe out in Woodbridge. Hey, Joe in Woodbridge. Uh, listening to you talk about the dead tuna tattoo and seeing that image. Uh, idea for merchandise for you guys. Polo shirt, uh, you know, like a little Lacoste uh, alligator, but instead of the alligator, a little Ted tuna. I just think that's a good idea. I'd like to hear your take. Bye. Oh, he means the, uh, oh boy, this is going to be a difficult thing to explain. Um, we're having our friend Ant-Man, who, of course, if you're familiar with the show, you know him. He, um, he lost a bet to me, and the bet was he has to have a tattoo done on his leg that features our other friend, Hot Man Ted, uh, face on the body of a tuna. Yes. Tuna fish. You can see it on all of our social media. It's up there. And uh, the thing kind of fucking sprang to life. It is a horrific anthropomorphic man tuna, but it's also the... Um, it's the best thing I've ever seen. How is it the best thing and the most terrifying thing I've ever seen, Tor? I can't I can't look away from it. Um, and uh, it went from just being a tattoo to now it is... Uh, we have our own a line of fishing apparel coming <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, if you'd like to see pictures, you can go to at Shaduk Show. They will be available at Christmas in June and July at Commonwealth Dragons on July 23rd. We have not only a, uh, a, a mesh back uh, turquoise fishing cap, yeah, but we have the uh, the moisture wicking, sun repelling. What are those? Are they fishing shirts? Fishing shirt, yeah. It's a fishing shirt. It's the shirt you put on if you're going to be out on a boat and it's it's SPF 55 or whatever it is, and you don't want to get sunburnt and it reflects the light instead of absorbing the light. <laughs> It's when your hands come back all red, the rest of you is all, all, all pale, you know, your legs are burnt to shit, but your whole torso and arms, and it's all good. Sure, you just look like a corpse. You got that nice <laughs> <Yeah>. cod belly. <laughs> um, so that that's will be available for purchase. We just announced that uh, at my at my shop for Christmas in June and July. He's saying that we should take it a step further and rip off Lacoste. Is like that a, what it is? A formal polo type shirt. I, I'm into it. I'm into it. I just don't know. I mean, muscles, I don't know if you're listening. Bus tees, bus tees, uh, screen printing. Can we do it? Because I know that that's not a, it's not stitched on. It's a little patch with some sort of like industrial glue, right? I thought it was always stitched. I, I think everyone does it. I can't. Is it? I think. I've never uh, worn the, a the, the, the cost might be shirt. a patch. I think the polo horse is stitched on. The polo horse is definitely stitched on. The the cost I think. The cost alligator though. Yeah, 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 it's a little patch. And I, I would think that. Is Lacoste not more associated with nautical stuff than a polo would be? Because that's, you know, riding horses. Yeah, polo is kind of more golf, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Where Lacoste, is that more golf, though, too? Lacoste is like... Because they used to have whole stores for that, like at Tyson's Corner. I don't even know. If, is that, Do people wear that shit? That shit was huge when I was a kid. People still wear it. Um, Lacoste is like, I think, if you're going to a Nats game and you're getting dinner before yeah, or after. Yeah, preppy, kind yeah, of yeah, fucking little, little fratty, preppy. shitty... Yeah. I remember my brother when he was in a frat at JMU wearing a lot of pink Lacoste shirts. Yeah, I, no, I was never in on the pink. Well, different generations. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I'm into it. It's just we have to physically be able to do it. Like, Bus was able to find these great fishing shirts that are the right color. And so, like, we have to be able to find shit. You know, we're living in a shortage on everything. But, right. yeah, I think that's a great idea. I would... I'd love to do something. Like pulling that. up the Ruth Chris and <laughs> Ruth Chris and got him. Ah, sir, so we have your table. Is that an alligator? What the fuck is that? <laughs> 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 
the, my favorite part is going to be because there's I've already had people that listen in Florida and shit. They're like, I'm gonna take my boat out in the Gulf Stream. I'm gonna be wearing all my hot tuna shit. And I'm like, what are you gonna say to the people you're fishing with? <laughs> the good thing is, Bus has done a good enough job with the artwork from our uh, our buddy Phil. Um, where if you just look at it real quick, you're like, oh yeah, it's just a fishing shirt. I think. I'm not certain on this yet, but if the Tor family's taking another hot August Florida fishing trip, I will be decked out in the hot tuna. You gotta be. I have to be. And see if they say anything. Like, if you're wearing all that stuff, you're like, oh, son, uh, did you get that at West Marine? What the uh, hell is that face on there? I'll keep it quiet. I uh, just found it. Uh, it's my friend. He's a tuna. Uh, it's a good idea. Good idea, Joe. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's go out to... Uh, well, the stars are bright when the moon is right. Uh, there, Gigantor. Hey, boys. Stephen Rowe from... Uh Bellevue, Texas. I just wanted to drop a line and say I took your advice and listened to a couple different ONA segments. Um, I started with the Monster Rain episode, mm. but then wrapped it up with the uh, Jimmy Loses Classic. Uh, YouTube video. I can honest to God say I was not prepared for Jimmy's mom's voicemail <laughs> that took me by surprise, to say the least. But I did have a question for y'all. I know we've heard y'all discuss in length origin stories of uh, nicknames on the show. And the one I have never heard, and I don't know where it came from, is Spider Clamp. Mm. Um, if y'all could shed some light on that, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Uh, keep, doing the show. keep doing a good job on the show, guys. I'm, I'm loving it. Well, thank you, Steven. You're going to need to turn this up, Tor, because I know you have the levels too low over here when I hit this thing. Tor? Yeah, I got you. You going to turn this up? Yep. Dragon. I'll show you, Dragon. Spider Clamp uh, is a man of mystery. Uh, if you are a casual listener and you don't know, Spider Clamp has listened to shows that I have been on for 15 years. I can't swear to it, but I think Spider Clamp listened to it when we were in Baltimore doing Big O and Dukes. He definitely was listening when we came back from Phoenix doing Big O and Dukes. Um, his name... We used to have a message board. I think it was called... I think it was called the No Shtick Zone. Ended up being completely toxic, as they all are. Um, did you know that? You didn't know that? <laughs> the No Shtick Zone. Yeah, there's still a guy on Twitter whose name is No Shtick Zone, and he has the uh, the logo that we had made for it. It was uh, <laughs> like the Ghostbusters thing over Shtick. Because basically the callers would call and they would try to do shtick and it was always terrible. Right. So we would say this is a no shtick, so like leave the shtick to you us. You need to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very toxic and it caused a lot of problems. And uh, I, that was back when I used to go on the message boards and like interact with people because I, you know, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez would. Right. So I just was ripping them off. Um, and it always went poorly. Um, his name was always Spider Clamp on there. I, I have never asked. It's kind of like Dempsey with the elephant. Um. I don't, I don't know why his name is Spider. It's By the way, it's Spider with a Y and Clamp with a K. So it makes it even more mysterious. But if you want to find out, Stephen Rowe from Texas, why Spider Clamp's name is Spider Clamp, you're going to have to ask him. Because <laughs> I ain't asking him. I've never inquired either. I just said, you know what? You're going to do your bit. You're going to crack a beer two minutes when you get in here. I love that bit. It's my favorite bit of all time. Yep. You're, you are, you're going to bring the, the steak and cheese egg rolls. Love you, Clamp. Clamp can do whatever he wants. Clamp yeah. is a 10 out of 10. I mean, and as, as much as getting clamped sometimes is not ideal, Clamp has never been a problem. Clamp has only offered solutions. Right. When Ant-Man was getting drunk with Monk and ignoring the fact that 
Kenny Kidd needed to go back to his hotel or Headlock needed to go back. Who stepped up? Clamp stepped up. Clamp always steps up. Clamp steps up. Um, so that's why Clamp don't get no shit from us. But I don't know why he's named Clamp. No idea. I know you don't want to get Clamp. No, no, no. Online or in person. Oof. Go up and ask Clamp who he's going to vote for in the next election. He'll let you know. Stand back. He'll shut. He'll <laughs> shut down the end of a end of a, a bonus show quick. I walked in here one time at ten thirty in the morning, and Clamp was drinking a Tall Boy in the fucking playing NBA Jam right there in front of me. He got me inspired to drink a Tall Boy that that Friday. He started pounding beers on a Friday at fucking noon. <laughs> I needed to join it. He's got that energy. I love Clamp. Uh, all right, let's head down to the capital of the Commonwealth of the Great, well, the Great Commonwealth of Virginia. Shoot, Squatch. This is founding member and Facebook Squatch. supporter Brian from Richmond. I'm just calling for verification that uh, on the Friday episode, Young Gigantor really was giving himself the Barry Horowitz treatment for changing an effing tire. Uh, that's all this week. Love the show. Keep up the good work, boys. Um, I don't know that you shouldn't take a victory lap. It was a million degrees that day. Um, I offered help. You said, no, thanks. I got it. Um, and then you went out there, changed your tire, and came back in. I, I think if Tor was like asking everybody for advice and texting people and watching making a big deal out of it that would be embarrassing but i don't think coming in and saying hey i changed my i mean look how lazy everybody is right now especially in his age demographic i guarantee none of those bro dogs you live with could change a tire uh -uh. uh it was something that i needed to do um just as a man or even as a person and I, a I, person a person needs to be able to do that like a uh, man will go as I, I need to get, step into an octagon and cage fight yes i need to climb the matterhorn i'll do neither of those <laughs> but to do something that is functional where other people would call uh a tow truck or triple a and i can handle that um i will take pride in that just because it's something that i've learned and something that i've retained and it's something that which i've done none of my sure. entire life don't know anything haven't retained a thing uh, but changing a tire, I know how to do, and it was good to reinforce that. So I was happy with myself. I'm not breaking your balls at all about that. I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised that Brian does. He gets the show. There's all kinds of shit that we can bust your balls about. That's plenty. not one of them. There's plenty of things. Yeah, the the, the the $35 Italian sandwiches are the biggest of all of them. Yes, that's the biggest because that's the most selfish. I mean, he's cheap at all other walks of life except for when he wants to lay on his back and eat a sandwich. And I guarantee you that if he could pay an additional seven bucks for the guy to feed him the sandwich, he'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. I'll be laying here. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I like orange juice. <laughs> um, no, I think you're fine. Well. <laughs> oh, I, I know what you want. None of those fucking privileged. Uh, <laughs> it has recently come to my attention that none of y'all know how to change the goddamn tire. And I don't like it because everyone knows you just throw lemon pepper seasoning into the tire and it automatically heals itself. So says Boss Man Dane. <laughs> Y'all are fired. <laughs> Pack your shit. Talk your shit. Grab your gat. <laughs> All these bro dogs, I got to find one. <laughs> Boss man day here. I'm taking the fourth and the fifth off. Because I got four and five kids. What about today? It's a Friday. Are you starting off the, you getting a long, long weekend here? Friday is more like wings day because the wings truck pulls up out front. And I like to go manage them too. 
Now get your asses out of here. Tell Toe I don't like his style neither. I'm Boss Man Dane. It's a new character that debuted this week on the show. People really like Boss You notice Man. Boss Man Dane's a little more mellow than normal Dane? Yeah. He's <laughs> in the corporate environment. Well, I think he means well, but he also he ain't going to take any shit from the bro dogs. Yo, your sales quota is in the fucking cellar, dog. No, you can't work from home with your bitch ass. As a matter of fact, why don't you stay at home? You're fired. If Dane has to go in, you have to go in. If I got to go into work to get away from these kids, you got to go into work too. Now, what's your Zoom access code? We got a meeting in 15. Shit. Uh, I love Boss Man Dane. After tape of that show, I got sent... Just every day that he was at a meeting with Dane, I got some oh, picture really? of the, oh, the broadcast. Yeah. Just the Zoom screen with him right next to Dane in the meeting. Of, yeah, there's a lot of people who are not going to get that shit. But you're just going to have to know that it's... <laughs> does Boss Man Dane show up on the, CK, on the CD? I forget. I don't think he does. He might. Oh, wait. You don't know how to sell things. Oh. You'll have to buy it to find out. January, excuse me, July 23rd. Yep. Dummy. No, he doesn't. <laughs> nope. No way. People like it. Way too literal. <laughs> You are very literal. literal. All right. Uh, oh, uh, uh, let me read. Let me read one email. Sure. Is that cool? Yeah. Read one email, and then what, what do we get? Ken Dixon. Yep. Uh, I think the top one's pretty good. All right. Top one. Yep. Shoot. As a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers, you should have received an invitation in the mail last week for the annual shareholder meeting at Lambeau Field this summer. I assume that Dexter McNabb and George Coots would appreciate your vote for re-election to the Packers Board of Directors. You quickly shut down the invitation earlier this week for a trip to Buffalo to take in a Bills game, which is completely understandable. Lots going on during the regular season, but since you cover both sports, will you attend this key off-season football event for the team that you own? Thanks for the thanks and keep it up, Casey from Wisconsin. Yes, I am a uh, I am a Green Bay Packers shareholder. Go Pack Go. Uh, I have to uh, thank my brother Casey Dukes, who gave me that as, a, I believe, a Christmas present or a birthday present last year. Um, and I got four tickets tour, four tickets to the shareholder meeting. Very flattered. I took a picture of them and posted them and then threw them immediately in the trash. Um, oh. <laughs> no, I will. I will not be attending. Um, I like Wisconsin. I, I've been up to that area in the summer. It's uh, it's beautiful. A lot of lakes, uh, a lot of nice areas. Door County. Beautiful. I'm not saying that I'm not opposed to attending some sort of Packers function, but uh, can you imagine the ham and eggers that are going to fucking show up? At that shareholders meeting, acting like they their presence there means something. Right. I mean, you might as well just be walking right down the midway of the fucking carnival and say, I bet I can knock over all those milk bottles with a baseball. <laughs> no, I, I will not be attending. Well, this is my guy Casey. He took care of me and uh, and Papa Tor when we went up to Wisconsin last uh, last fall. I don't recall that. The I know you went to a Packers game. I don't recall anyone taking care of you. Oh, uh, take care of you? No, 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 no. We met up with him. He fed us sausages and cheese curds. Oh, he has a tailgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. very would, nice tailgate. Very nice guy. I would. Did you drive or fly? We flew and then drove from uh, Milwaukee. Okay, and that's when we and on the way back. Remember, we mixed up the times and had to floor it all the way back and almost missed the flight. It was all messed up. How long is the drive to Green Bay? Uh, about hour and ten minutes. No, I think no, no. There. From here. Oh, from here. Oh, uh, it's got to be like fourteen hours. Probably drive to Green Bay. I'm going to just Google it right now. 
from my location, 14 hours and four minutes. See, that's the problem is I am not going to fly anywhere until they figure out how awful flying is right now. Like, yeah. I've had it. I don't have any fear of flying. I'm fine with it. I have a fear of having my whole fucking day ruined at the airport with idiots and then being packed like a sardine into a fucking tube with recycled air. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to do that, but I just, uh, unless, you know, they build a bullet train between here and there in the next fucking couple of years. Right. I can't see it happening. 14 hours is too much for me. I can drive 10. 10 is my limit. 14 is my limit on shits and groomings also. 10's a haul. It's uh, yeah. nine, and, 9 and change to Nashville, and we did it. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. 10, 10 to uh, Atlanta. If you're going to drive to Atlanta, that's a 10-hour drive. So It's not terrible, though. Not terrible. You get pod if you got a podcast you like, if you got a good group of people in the car with you, you right. can fuck around, see some uh, gas station. You can hit a Bucky's on the way. It's not terrible. It's not awful. Talk to fan of radio. Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. You don't like driving. Don't do what he does. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for the invitation, and uh, good luck to the Green Bay Packers, and I, I hope that their plan of having the greatest quarterback of their generation and pissing him the fuck off every year and not giving him any help, I hope that wins you guys a Super Bowl sometime before he's 48. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's do this. Let's get to our interview with our, our buddy Ken Dixon, uh, who is a uh, tremendous professional wrestler. Nice guy. Likes Sheets. Likes Bush. He's one of us. Uh, we will uh, discuss that with him next on the Friday episode of The Chad Duke Show. On Saturday, July 23rd, Commonwealth Dry Goods is hosting Christmas in June and July. Be there to pick up the brand new Chad Duke Show Rodcast CD, experience the magic of the Christmas blow molds, and you will also have the opportunity to guarantee yourself the right to the Chad Duke Show Christmas bourbon, and that's only at Commonwealth Dry Goods on July 23rd. Friendos, I mentioned David and Laura before, right? Listeners of the Chad Duke Show, they called Joe Azer about selling their townhouse in Manasshole, and, well, it sold. Of course it did! Joe met with them, put together a game plan, got their house ready for market, photos, video, the whole thing. Joe presented them with an offer that they liked and ultimately accepted immediately, right before it hit market, actually. It took less than six weeks from the phone call to get the deal closed. You know why? Because that's what Joe Azer does. I've been telling you, if you have any questions, look, it can be intimidating buying or selling a home. I get that. If you have any questions at all about the process, Joe can help. He wants to help. He's sitting there waiting to help you like he's helped dozens and dozens of my listeners over the past year and a half get their housing situations in order. Give him a call. See what he has to say. If you need help, you know where to get it, whether it's buying or selling a home. And it's a guy you can trust. Real nice guy. And now you got a cell phone number. You can send him nudes. Uh, 571-989-2937. That's 571-989-AZER. Call Joe Azer today and tell him Chad Duke says hello. Do you want to know the origins of baby girling? Do you want to know Jester's biggest triumph and his biggest failure to date? Are you curious about John Denver songs? If so, go to CommonwealthDryGoods.com and purchase the best of the first six months CD or the best of the first year or both, preferably both. Live in the studio right now, my buddy Ken Dixon is here. I wanted to have him on the show. Hello, Ken. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Right guys? up on that mic, if you don't right mind. Right up on it. Right there. there. we go. You are a professional wrestler. I am. Um, and I had you on the Chad Dukes wrestling show, I want to say, five years ago? Yeah, 2016, 2017. It was a while. Um, and I was always, um, I think that was the only time we met. I've always been a fan of yours. I, I think you're a nice person, first of all. And then secondly, I like your, um, is gimmick still a word that people use? Sure. Your gimmick is good. It's like this crazy redneck, stone cold Steve Austin, I'm going to, I'm not going to flip around, I'm going to punch you in the face until yeah. you die gimmick. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> which I always think is like, I remember um, Ambrose before he went back to being Moxley. He said something like, um, "Well, of course I'm wearing jeans and a tank top. What else would you wear to a fight? Like, why would you dress up in That's, a costume?" Yeah, it's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I always thought that made sense. And then you also have a, a great aff- affinity for a lot of things I'm passionate about. Sheets being one. Oh man. Yeah, and then whatever the Bush Beer Company, they yeah. can do no wrong. We're big fans of them around yeah. here. Where are you on the Bush Light Apple? You know, I like it. Uh, I won't buy it, but if someone has it, <laughs> sure, I'll have it. I just won't admit it. You won't. You won't. <laughs> oh, I just kind of did. Yikes! You won't shotgun it in front of hundreds and hundreds of people online. I probably would. Okay, <laughs> but I, I got to do it soon because apparently it's going away after the summer. I hate that gimmick where they're like, "Last time ever." It's like, well, why? I hope you're lying. Yeah. Like, I hope it's a marketing thing. Everybody seems to dig it. Uh, how long have you been in the business, as they say? Man, uh, I broke in in 2013, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, man. So like. Had a little year off, you know, for the the big gimmick, and when I got hurt, and uh, other than that, just been at it, man. Now, when you say the big gimmick when you got hurt, I just want to make sure because Tor pulled his ass crack playing pickleball yesterday. Oh, um, you broke your neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's a little different. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's slightly different, right? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I was ta- so like we got locked down, and and we were doing stuff when Ring of Honor came back. We were doing all the empty arena stuff. Uh, and Gresham was a huge advocate for getting the dojo guys on. So it was me and a couple of guys I trained with at the dojo. And we had finally gotten our break. And I had broken away, and they put me with the bouncers. I'm not familiar if you're familiar yeah. with uh, Malonis. And, I am. Uh, so I was teaming with them, and I would had a match with uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. It was my first, like, TV. Like, we built it up. They gave us, like, promo package and everything. It was my first spot. Uh Took a, like one of those. Uh, I remember Rybacks finished that backpack stunner. Sure, they had one of those deals, and I took it, and it felt weird. But then that Tuesday after the tapings, I woke up, my right side was gone. Like it was excruciating pain. I couldn't really do anything with it. Uh, yeah. Was it anybody's fault? Man, it's hard to say. It's probably just wear and tear, uh, just from you know putting myself through that and catching guys on those dumb fucking dives that I like <laughs> to do and letting people abuse me. So. Yeah, they don't seem to. You don't seem to mind uh, going in there and slugging it out with people, from what I have seen of your career. Uh, but you're the you're the heavyweight champion right now, correct? I am the the world champion of the state of Maryland. It's very cool. And that's, by that's the way, right. there's some rough that's folks right. in the state of Maryland. So, <laughs> in Virginia, it's certainly yes, absolutely. In Virginia, uh, we're a little softer down here. Um, the the MCW, you you wrestle there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always been, and I don't want to say. Shocked is not the right word because that sounds like it's a pejorative. But I think maybe it's impressed at the following that MCW has. It's not mm-hmm. like your average indie. Um, it has like a, a it, it has had storylines forever, and it's had like you know you can watch the show here. It, it, it's it has its own community where I feel like it is very in vogue to pop up somewhere and just say, "Oh look, you can get a." picture with donovan dijack and here's a bunch of guys that wrestled maybe twice in their lives like mcw runs itself like it is a promotion that is you know on an equal footing to what you just described roh and some of these larger entities so we outdraw them right we did when you know when they were still a thing we we and we did it consistently um we've been open since 1998 uh and our we have fans that have been coming since 1998 it's pretty wild uh and you know, we carry ourselves like, you know, how we should. Sure. That's how you get people to believe in what you're doing. If you don't believe in it yourself, like, 
what are you doing? Uh, but our fans are invested, so we have to give them what they, you know, what they deserve as paying customers, you know? They're, I, have a hard, I have a hard time putting this the right way. Wrestling fans are the best, and they're the absolute fucking worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's some of the most, right. like, the ones that show up, like, I've never had more fun going to a house show, going to a local show, high-fiving with guys you don't know, drinking beers. It's a fucking great time. It's yeah. as close, I think, you can get in the modern society to go in the gladiator pit. Um, and they have respect for the performers, like, especially if it's, I don't know a better way to say it, but a smart mark crowd. Like, they, they understand, like, what guys are doing in there, and they don't, they're not trying to make themselves a part of the show. That That's where I... Lose it with all these assholes. Is it like you pay all this money and then they're going in there and like the show after WrestleMania every year? They they hijack that fucking Raw, and the whole show becomes about them. Is is that a social media thing? Is that a because all those dudes that are built like me think, oh, if I did three sit ups, I could go in there and do? I, where does that come from? The entitlement? Do you think? From so wrestling I, fans? I, like in regards to what you just said, yeah, it's like that now though because it used to be from you know it was like before I broke in, so I can't really say I'm like an old school guy, but like. Guys got the shit kicked out of them before they would teach you anything. Right. They just want to see if you could take a beating and if you would come back. And now you can just buy your way in. So, you know, the same guys that are in the crowd sitting on their hands and it's like, impress me. They're the same guys that are in the locker room now. Wow, really? The locker room has been invaded. So, like, those guys that are in now, they want to be cool so bad that, like, they've overexposed it. So, you know, wrestling doesn't get the respect that it, I think it should get from for what the guys do athletically and, you know, the way we're able to carry a crowd and make them you can essentially make people do what you want to do if you do it right. The part I you say a lot of things on Twitter that um, that I agree with. And one of them was uh, I think it was I forget, it was either the the um, when the two the, the two girls left uh, WWE, the tag team champions, or it was the MJF thing. The part that I don't like about this is that kayfabe is so dead now that it's very difficult. It's very difficult to kind of keep that same reverence for professional wrestling and the mysticism around it. If you know this guy's mad about his contract, and you, or you know that these two are friends, and they want one of the things that always drew me to. I don't know what draw you to to do it because for me, it was sitting on the TV drinking beer and watching it. For you, it's breaking your neck. Um, it's a slightly more passionate response. Um, <laughs> Was the mysticism around it? Was the I don't do these guys hate each other? And if they see each other, oh my god, there's Randy Savage. He's in the airport. Oh my god, he's wearing his wraparound shades and a bandana and tights. Like holy shit, he's literally the same dude in real life. Um, how much does the product suffer because everyone's got a social media account? The, the the New Day is releasing statements on their view on these acquisitions on social media. It just to me, it it, it feels like their wrestlers are acting like football players online and that never was what it was supposed to be i mean it, it can be what it is i guess i guess the business is changing so you have to evolve with the times sure. but i think and it was a joey used to tell us all the time like it's our job to suspend your disbelief mercury yeah yeah um he's my coach for a while uh i've never heard any one dude in wrestling people speak more highly of his of a wrestling acumen than of his he's an evil genius he is unfortunately <laughs> got a lot of problems unfortunately he's huh? a good dude he just, is he is a really good dude yeah just like to catch him on his good days <laughs> um uh it's our job to make you to suspend your disbelief right like most people come in knowing they think they know what it is so their already mind is already made so if you can make them doubt what they see and make them think just for an instance that what they're seeing is is real then you got them uh and i 
I, I practiced that. That's how I was brought up. Um, like I have a guy that I've been working with for, uh, you know, off and on for the year. We don't hang out because we don't want anybody seeing us. Yeah. I take that very serious. I don't like, I won't like any of their stuff. Uh, I don't comment on any of their stuff. I just, we don't talk to each other like in public because I believe in that. Uh, it's as real as we choose to make it. Mm-hmm. And if guys want to continue to just blow it open and, you know, post pictures with the, getting your hand shake with the guy you just fought 20 minutes ago, like, I guess if that's what you want to do, but like, I want people to believe in what I'm doing. So like, for instance, my target, uh, cause the women and children are easy. Sure. They're easy. Kids are, are, if you give them some action and some stuff, they're, <laughs> they're, well, you know what I mean? Sure. Of course. They're, they're easier to entertain. My target is the dad that doesn't want to be there on a Saturday night to watch his phony fucking wrestling. Right. He'd rather be out with the boys drinking beer or doing literally anything else. Plus, it's hard to get a grown man to cheer for another grown man. It's true. So if People you, have hang-ups. If you can get dad to be like, oh, shit, that was, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Or like, this guy sucks or <laughs> something, you know? Yeah. Then, then, then everybody's involved, and that's what you want. Like, the wrestling fans are coming regardless. They're going to come. They're, either they're going to complain or they're going to enjoy themselves, but they're coming regardless. What you want to do is get new people that don't know. Like, that's, like, that's the point of, like, that's how you make money. Why do you think the hang-up with the scripted part, like the, I always call it the call of the rube, um, and that is uh, Sam Roberts had said some stuff that I've been, I heard him put it better than, I've been making this argument my whole life, I think most wrestling fans have, but he he put it one time he was getting attacked on Opie and Anthony, and uh, he said, you know, people are fans of scripted television. Like, I don't know if you noticed that, but there seems to be a market for scripted television. And it's the, the part where some, like, you know, Johnny Dick in the Dirt, NBA fan comes to you and says, it's, it's, it, "Well, it's fake." Well, it's it, it's it, it's disrespectful. First of all, and not like you watch Seinfeld, you know that Jerry is not across the goddamn apartment from from Michael Richards. Like you know that, and those guys aren't cracking each other in the head and but taking bumps and drawing blood and going the hard way into a fucking steel pole. Like it's why is it so difficult to make that argument to people that seem to be biased from the jump against the way you entertain? That's a great question, man. I don't know. Because, uh, you know, I can watch Christian Bale in two or three different movies. And yeah. While I'm getting in, while I'm enthralled in the movie and I'm into the character, I don't just be like, oh, this is fucking fake. I don't like it. Sure. I'm turned off already. And he didn't uh, get kicked in the face once. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. But I think there's more nowadays with it being so exposed and by guys that really don't belong in the first place. Sure. Um, but, you know, this this whole wrestling is for everybody. I, I hate it because right. it's not. It's not. Uh, you don't pay your money and you get a spot. Like you pay your money and if you don't have it, you don't have it. Right. Unfortunately, it is what it is. It's also not for everybody just to be consumed. I think you're wired a certain way to be drawn to it. Um, and some of that is where I think the unhealthy shit comes from. Um, the the fan base being as evil and as the word toxic gets thrown around a lot. I sort of got it was it was invented for wrestling bloggers. Like I remember <laughs> reading Lords of Pain twenty years ago and just being <laughs> disgusted with what people would say to each other in the comment section. I'm like. And then the things they feel comfortable saying to the people that are performing for them, um, I, I just don't know where that entitlement comes from. And it, I think you got to be building some pretty strong stuff to step over it. Because I see really established stars uh, talking about it. Like Dr. Britt Baker talks about all the time, like how nasty people are. It's like, ah, that 
does that help when you're someone like you, like your character is, I want to piss people off. I want to fucking, you're a nerd. I'm going to fucking, I'm better. Than, I feel like what you do and the way you perform almost can be accentuated by it, but it still looks really frustrating. It's hard uh, because now, like I said, the locker room has been taken over. So like I've lost opportunities um, from being this character or right. from, from turning myself up and being this, you know, over, over the top bad guy. Uh, I've, I've lost opportunities where guys think I'm genuinely a dick or a piece of shit hmm. that they don't want to use me. Even after I have my coaches or top, other top guys that will vouch for me, they won't want to do anything because they have this perception. Right. And it's just a shame that they, you know, most guys can't see past the work uh, of just, you know, imagine there wants to be a bad guy. Everybody wants heat in wrestling until they get it. And then it's too much. <laughs> You know, yeah, I bet. Everybody wants a bad guy on TV, and then they get the bad guy, and suddenly the bad guy's too mean. Uh, so, you know, I don't – it's hard. Uh, it doesn't have to be, but, like, I don't, I don't listen to them because mostly most of them don't buy tickets. Sure. The guys that are always running their mouths and they're always, you know, really, really jacked up thumbs because their Twitter game is so strong. Sure. They're never buying a ticket. No. They're, they were never going to they're buy a ticket. They're sitting at home watching a pirated stream. Right. That's they'll, the watch, they'll go somewhere else, but they're not coming to my show. So when they want to boycott because we have somebody they don't like or we did something they don't like, like uh, I waterboarded an opponent <laughs> in December. That's a great segue. Yeah, that's a good segue. Maybe that's the uh, title of the show. Somebody, somebody was like, this is trash. I'm reporting it. This is not wrestling. To who? I, I guess they were going to report the post to Instagram or whatever. Um, but like, uh, I guess if you don't like it, just don't look at it, brother. You're speaking the radio. I mean, that's the language where I don't know when it stopped from. I'm just not going because there's plenty of people I don't like, or I don't find funny yeah, or I don't like their movies. I don't follow them on Instagram. Right, I don't exactly. seek them out. I don't know when that schism started where it's, I don't like this. So it can't exist. <laughs> I think it's probably when those people were enabled, like in my situation, like, you know, it, you could just say, all right, you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to him. It's fine. I mean, it's a very easy conversation to have. But then you, you enable two or three dickheads with a letterhead. Um, yeah. And the first time someone capitulated to that, it changed the world forever. <laughs> certainly your world. Um, talk to me about some of the dudes that have come in there. You guys get monster names that come into MCW. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable list. Like most indie shows, you know, you get a guy that was on Lucha Underground for two weeks. You know, God yeah. bless him. Um <laughs> But, like, everybody that I've ever heard of has come through MCW. Yeah. Like, um, what are those interactions like when they're dealing with the boys in the back of that particular promotion? I assume there's a little bit more respect because of how established MCW is. There can be, and most guys are really cool. Um, they want to talk. They want to give back. Like, So, like, it's weird when some of the guys will be anxious or apprehensive to mm. speak to them because they literally would just sit there with their, you know, on their thumbs waiting for somebody to come talk to them. So uh, the only weird interaction I really had was like uh, Shawn Michaels, hmm. and that one kind of broke my heart because oh. that was my favorite wrestler when I was a kid. Lost your smile, dog. I did. <laughs> yeah, I had to go what write a song about it and everything. Uh, well, he came in and he had a whole writer about how he didn't want to see the ring. He would only sign before the show. He didn't want to hear wrestling. He didn't want to see our our setup. Really? Yeah. That's I mean, that's weird. Uh, he was. I mean, he, I, I guess he was cool too meet as a fan but like he came through our building his head down and he wouldn't look at anybody uh and i was just like man this sucks uh flair was kind of like that too um what do you think of his uh i think it's neat that he can still draw i do um, too he people still want to see rick flair you know there's something to be said about a guy that's in his 70s 
that you still like. I kind of want to watch this. Sure. Um, and I like the the videos he's posted with Lethal. I mean, I know they might have some heat. I don't know if that's real or not, but <laughs> I'm like, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Like, if Ric Flair could do that, that's I'd impressive. buy a ticket to see that. Sure. Uh, so, like, it doesn't even matter who's on the rest of the show. It's Ric Flair's last match. I got, supposedly. I got to interview Michaels twice um, in person. It was at WrestleMania, and both times he was incredible like he was engaged and at one point he actually said i'd take a bullet for you now i know he was just saying that because he's a christian he would do it for anybody but he said it and he looked at me and i fucking came in my pants so like it was a fucking incredible moment do you think maybe it's just because i mean you've been doing this a long time he's wrestling bald in abu dhabi when he's like 56 years old you just think he maybe he's had enough i think he was he had had it he's he's probably reached it but he was also like in like uh fuck the indies I, like, oh this, is that what it is i assume i it, you know i don't uh. want to think that he's being a jerk but like it's this is the independence sure like let me just get in and get my money and leave uh which is it is what it is man like we do our thing they do their thing you know uh but it is better when it was a, it was a bummer but like the coolest guys like goldberg was awesome uh the hardys we've had the hardys I can't. I don't even have enough fingers to count yeah. how many times we've. Had I think the Jeff Hardy might be the nicest dude I've ever met. They're he, both awesome. He's super cool. Like Matt became my favorite wrestler. Really? I I, I got to uh, work in a few programs with him, and just being around and just seeing how like in control and how poised he is. Uh, like I learned so much from him, and he's just awesome. Like I had like I could text him, and he you know he text me back. That's awesome. I love the, the reason why I think I love the the whole broken era for him so much was that I mean Jeff was just he's such a force of nature. Like you know, and for generations, like he's he's got to be in his late forties now, and every teenager in the world like loves Jeff Hardy. Everybody. Um, and like Matt was always a great wrestler, and he always he had a couple of like decent gimmicks like along the way but when he had that moment where it's like oh my god you're the biggest thing happening in pro wrestling right now yeah. by the way in tna and it's a taped match in your backyard like how are you pulling this off i remember being like really happy for that that run for him dude it was awesome yeah. uh, i the whole cinematic thing i'm i love it me too i love it it's, it's just it's refreshing um i'm working with uh ec3 and braun Strowman on their new project that's awesome control your narrative yeah those awesome. gentlemen like to work out yeah, those two do. guys. Hard. Yeah, they were. If you oh, hold on, just one second. I want you to see this. Uh, Tor, look up EC3. Okay. Type in shirtless. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. He, you're, he's going to be shirtless regardless. Tor's got a unique perspective on. A, I mean, come on. Oh my god. Tor's been trying to lift weights this all. He played college football. He's my coach, but, uh, so like, I don't really. I got to make sure I'm on my game. I bet dude. when I'm when I'm around him because he, like, he's I, laser focused. Yes. Yeah. Yes laser focused uh braun or adam i suppose i he was the the last wrestling interview i did before i got canned and it was actually right before he left wwe or was released i don't remember how yeah. that happened um fuck god damn that guy's impressive like to just start as a bodybuilder and to just he packed all of his shit up in his car he had nothing and he just transformed his body and he became because I hear from people like you that have worked with him and they're like there's no way this guy at this size for as long as he's been in wrestling yeah, should be as good I as he is. I was down in Orlando. It was probably like two weeks ago now, and I had a tag against him. You know, unfortunately for me, but like <laughs> he he came off the second rope. Like I turn around and he's coming down off. The, hey, bro, you in the air? Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. It saves him for the rest of us. Um, awesome guys, but that's you know the same kind of thing. We circle back to, you know, heat from the internet. Sure. I'm not even sure where theirs comes from. 
like they get this weird heat. Uh, they get know, nuclear heat, man. Uh, because I guess they're all like right wing conspiracy anti vaxxers, and I guess because somebody made a post about not wanting to wear a mask or something, so like they instantly like it spread. It, but but it's like again, the same people that buried him on Twitter caused his show Mania Weekend to be packed. Yeah, like oh this, this show sucks so bad. Let's go to it and make fun of them. <laughs> Okay, oh, okay, Dick. You gonna buy like, all the tickets? Yeah, like and that's to me. Like I love that. Like that to me, that was like guerrilla marketing. It's just, let's just do our thing. And how could you be mad at that? By, by the way, politically, when I go to the movies, I realize that most of the people on the screen do not agree with my politics. Sure. Somehow, I'm able to sit there and enjoy the fucking film. You know, <laughs> barely. I'll guess. I guess. You know, like the, uh, this new uh, George Clooney movie comes out. He probably didn't vote for the same candidate for president I did. Somehow, I'm going to suck it up and be able to enjoy Michael Clayton. I, that part's so crazy too. Um, talk to me about that promotion in particular because I'm confused by it. Whenever I see them doing something, it's just those four dudes. Like. How do they fill the card? Like, what does that show consist of? So it, the live wrestling experience from from my time being there, uh, it's it ends up being like a regular wrestling show, but they do have a screen, so they will play uh, the rules. There are rules. Yeah, that they it's crazy to, rules. Like, uh, you know, no no suicide dives, uh, no Canadian destroyers, no super kicks. So those rules are reestablished every show. So everybody knows this is what the rules are. Uh, there are projects. It's kind of like a fight club type of feel where the projects will come out uh, and there will be around the ring. Uh, they're all hooded and, you know, wearing black sweatshirts and stuff. But there's, you know, like Flip Gordon, uh, Killian Dane, who was at NXT and SmackDown is there. Uh, Killer Cross or Carry On. That guy's on Flair's card. Yeah. Killer Cross. Mm -hmm. Who's he wrestling? I haven't seen yet. Yeah, it's uh, well. The, they got uh, the Impact title is up, and then a couple of those guys from MLW nice. are on that okay. card. Yeah, and, and the card actually looks. Pretty, the Wolves are wrestling. Um, uh, shit, the fuck it, motor, uh, motor, motor, motor City Machine nice. Guys. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice a little card. Throwback. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry no, you're fine. That. Yeah. Uh, so it fills out with other, other who you know independent guys that kind of dig their their message. Um, like myself and uh, some of the other guys at MCW have been. You know, we met him at Ring of Honor. Sure. So just kind of. Just looking for something new, um, and I, I go back to the cinematic stuff. They fill it in with uh, they call it the narrative, where it's uh, it's almost it's a fight. Like it's not really a wrestling match per se. There's no pins. I think it's like submission or you give up, something like that. I like that. Uh, it's a cool way to shake it up, you know. It really is. Yeah, it's kind of why I responded to um, Lucha Underground the way that it was because it just felt. Um, it felt different. You know, I think it's six-sided ring with TNA the first time I saw it. It's like, right. oh, wow. Anything that and I, I don't I don't like the pervasive whatever. I hate that AEW was as popular as it was, and now it is getting shit on as much as WWE, regardless of how you feel about the product. It's like whatever happens and it finally be, it comes out of the shadows, everything can't be pro wrestling gorilla. You know, there has to be a torchbearer, and there has to be something that kind of takes it to... You talked about appealing to certain demographics. Well, like, the WWE is always... John Cena walking out there wearing his crazy shit is always going to appeal to mm -hmm. people that other pro wrestling people can't touch. Um, what do you think about that, dude? I Cena, I think, is... Like, I have, I've stopped being a fan of him coming out and wrestling for about 10 years just because it wasn't for me. I realized sure. that. But as a human, I couldn't be as a bigger fan of that dude. Do you have the same opinion or a different I, one? I've never met him. I don't know him. So it would be weird to judge him as a human. But sure. like, his body of work is impeccable. Uh, 
and he really got me as a fan during his uh, U.S. title run. It was amazing. Where he was having 20-minute matches with yeah. Cesaro and Kevin Owens and just what he did for those guys. Wow. But, like, you can't deny that the guy can go. Uh, like, to me, he's on, like, a Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, rock level. Uh, so, you know, kudos to him. It's 20 years. Yeah. This past Monday, I guess it is a 20-year deal. That was cool. Yeah, and they had the Jericho and all the guys from yeah. the other promotion showed up. I um, A-Man went to the... Um, the nation was the nation's card show. What was the name uh, of the, card? the national card show? National card show in Chantilly this past week, and uh, there's a bunch of wrestlers there. <laughs> and uh, Alexa Bliss was there, um, and he said the line was first of all the line was wrapped around the whole building, and he described the guys in it. And I was like, they should have fucking gone guy to guy and thrown them on the ground and frisked them, and then taken their laptop. It's just these awful sweaty dudes that are trying to get the picture and put Bullet their clubs arm. and cargo shorts just you know that i mean yeah me um <laughs> <laughs> the, the the women wrestlers like i'm glad I, the women wrestling matches when i was becoming a wrestling fan were unwatchable they were shrieking they were yeah. screaming it was it wasn't wrestling it yeah. was it was awful it was an excuse to get them in the bikinis like I am very happy that women's wrestling has been elevated now because it's not piss break anymore for me. Right. <laughs> but you got all these dorks, yeah. you know, these golems, and then you have these, <laughs> you know, there used to be women wrestlers that were like, all right, she's the heater, she's the big monster. Lot like they all seem to be tens now. Like I just right. wonder what that part of it is like when you're appealing to this particular. Because if you're trying to do a reality show and you're on E and you're doing like you know appealing to soccer moms that's different than if you're in appealing to your guys demographic i just wonder now what that's like because it just sounded awful at that card show yeah i mean <laughs> wrestling fans are fickle man like if you don't do something they like they're gonna bury you for it and right. hold a grudge for a million years but they'll still buy a ticket <laughs> they'll just buy a ticket to you know not say anything to your face they'll just do it behind your back <laughs> where you can't see them um uh, i don't know man like i really i just I go and I do my thing. Uh, the online stuff is just kind of like a, more like a Joe Rogan. Like I'll just post it and go. Like I don't really don't I don't spend a lot of time scrolling. Sure. Uh, like we have a couple of group chats with some of the boys, and we just we will talk about what's going on with the guys getting exposed, or they get called out for texting underage girls. You know things, <laughs> which seems to be a growing trend. It really does seem to happen quite but a, a bit. But a lot of these guys are getting like led into it. Like, it's not, like, some of them are doing not what they're supposed to do, but some of them are just getting trapped. And yeah. The internet is just, burn them, kill them. Yeah. Like, you can clearly see from this text record that he stopped and they kept, they pursued, but fuck him. Let's yeah. kill him. He did it. It is weird, too, because everybody that is doing all of the, let's light the torches and break out the pitchforks, let's take a look at your history. Like Let's take a look at some of the things you've Dude, said in private. I... That's why I try not to get involved with that because we've all got skeletons. Everyone and, does. You know, God forbid your closet gets opened up. Like, you're done. And you're probably going to be a lot more upset and embarrassed about it than, you know, these guys that are getting called sure. out now. For when Tor's closet gets opened up, it's lucky because he's just, it's Tor. Um, <laughs> so the um, the guys that have come in, you, you touched on it and I've stepped all over you because I was excited. Um, who's a, who's a guy that maybe that, that you've worked with or interacted with that, that is really impressed you. That has really been someone you're like. You mentioned Matt Hardy. Like, who's somebody that you said, "Wow, this is you know, this is tremendous that this person acts this way." Um, just guys that I've had to been in. I've been in. We've been around so many guys. Sure, to be a shorter list of who hasn't been. Oh, that's MCW good. Or who I haven't interacted with. The ones that have reached me the most. Uh, 
I got a chance to work with Billy Gunn quite a few times and Bob Holly. That guy's really let himself go, Billy Gunn. Dude. That guy's a hey, machine. Google Billy Gunn and then Google Billy Gunn's age tour and then realize what a piece of shit we all are. Except for Ken. He's a freak <laughs> uh, in the best way. Um, he looks like a million bucks. Dude, he's a brick shithouse. It's he's funny. in the 60s. It's funny to see him yeah. at TV and then see him on the independence and he's just like grumpy because he's surrounded by a bunch of fucking t-shirt guys <laughs> you know so like when you look like you actually do maybe work out a little bit he'll talk to you yeah but the other guys he's kind of uh, yeah, just uh, well it's got to be such a huge part of his life for like so many decades yeah, he, yeah that he takes it serious and these other guys just show up as hobbyists yeah. and they do it like once a month and you know now t-shirt guys are fat dudes that are wrestling and they can't take their t-shirt off yeah or they don't want to and they'll say like, oh, i'm just trying to market my brand brother i'm just trying to sell some merch <laughs> come on man like, okay cool i'm pulling your shirt over your head <laughs> slapping your belly yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do that in the match if they're wearing a t-shirt do you pull it over their head sometimes yeah it's gotta be yeah you gotta be terrified what you get <laughs> you didn't work their core for a while That's what yeah, you're getting You're getting slapped little, on the belly by Ken a Little pink belly <laughs> We call it awful waffle <laughs> You remember when uh, Shane McMahon with these, uh, Cesaro was spinning him around And his shirt flew up And he was no, wearing spanks underneath no, his shirt <laughs> oh, no. I was like oh Shane Man. And he was in better shape than he used to be too I felt yeah. bad Because you could put some time in the weight room with him man. That core, that's tough <laughs> Core stuff to tone Let's see man Uh yeah, Billy and Bob Holly. X Pac was always really cool. Bob Holly, man. He's a machine. That's I, another dude. Bob Holly's how old is Bob Holly now? He's probably the same age as Billy. He probably, probably looks the same 60s. too, man. That guy's a fucking I liked them so much and I gravitated towards them in the locker room because they they take it serious. Yeah. Um Bob's got a reputation for being a huge dick. He does. But it's because he gives a shit. Yeah. Um so like and I kinda modeled some of what i do after him is like i act the same way in the locker room so a lot of people that i cross think i'm a dick right i'm okay with it because it radiates to the fans because they all talk all the boys talk because they want to get those likes and retweets sure so they'll expose everything uh so when they all you know if they tell everybody i'm a dick then it works Um, it's also though probably if you're a you know i don't want to throw anybody on the bus but i've had a couple of conversations but this is fun you see what we're doing here but i noticed you were on time um, I've had situations where there's people we're doing this with. They show up late. You know, they show up in the middle of the show. And I'm like, look, I know this sounds like fun. It is fun. Like, I like doing this. I'm sure you like wrestling. But it's a, I'm a professional. It's like, a it's, it's a job, and I'm being paid to do it, yeah. and I want to provide a service. So I think there's probably guys that don't approach it that way. And if you do, then I think what it does is it draws out insecurities in other people. Like, well, this guy thinks he's working harder than I am when he probably is. Um, and that's misinterpreted as being a dick. Yeah, I just it it, it really feels that way. Uh, but I, I I train with the mentality that there's somebody waiting to take my spot. There is. Like I'm almost forty, yeah. so like I am training with guys that are half my age, uh, and I have to keep up with them. Um, so I have to train like somebody's right behind me on my heels that's sure. going to take my job. So I mean, if you want to think I'm a dick, then that's just fine. I'm just you know I'm just going to knock you over and take your spot. You know, I mean. I mean, it's uh, it's like that guy, um, what's it, Anthony Smith in the UFC, where he's like, they've been trying to put him in this gatekeeper role forever, and he just beats everyone. Everyone that comes <laughs> up, they try to take, and they keep having to, like, all right, well, I guess we got to give him a title shot, because they, like, they want to hot shot these guys up into the title picture, and he's, no, just beats them down, and then, yeah. you know, stays in that spot, because he's like, you're not going to outwork 
you know, what I'm going to put in. So I always respect that, dude. Um, where should Bray end up, in your opinion? I'm sorry? Bray Wyatt. Oh, Wyndham man, it's, Rotunda. It's tough. Uh, Did you ever work? You don't work with any of those guys? Harper or any of those dudes? Um, no, I met Rowan a couple of times. He thought it was funny that I look like him. <laughs> you guys smaller. are. <laughs> that guy is like a refrigerator. He's, He's a huge. fucking brute. Man. I have a picture next to him. It doesn't even look like we're the same creature. <laughs> I didn't realize he was that big. I, last time I did extra work at WWE, like I saw him. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, so I've met him a few times. Uh, He's quiet, though, isn't he? He's he a is. quiet dude. He's cool to talk to. Once you get him talking, we just want to talk about like death metal and stuff. Like, well, your boy Brody Lee's a big Redskins fan. He was from here. Nice. Um, I used to have him on the show. God rest his soul. I mean, he was he would break my fucking balls. Like I just, and I realized this back when he was still doing that crazy gimmick where he's supposed to be this like quiet redneck, and I'm yeah. like, this guy is a genius on the microphone. And for whatever reason, he wasn't ever allowed to do any of that shit. But uh, I got to know him a little bit. He was really awesome. That was a huge fucking bummer when he died. Yeah. Um, but Bray's interesting because. I think he's got such an incredible mind for just for horror. Yeah. Um, and I hope that if he doesn't want to wrestle, that he doesn't. I hope that right. if he wants to, like, make movies and comic books and do horror shit, like, dude, you're qualified and now you have fame where you can go do that, you know? He's one of those guys that uh, I would hear about that the writers couldn't write for mm. because they don't know what's going on in his head. Yeah. So they, they would if they write for him, it's probably just not going to be as good as what he would come up with for himself. So yeah. it's like, let me just give you some footnotes and you do what you got to do. It's like Jordan. It was never going to be a good coach. Like how are you, how's Jordan right. going to coach? You, you can't really relay talent no. and hard work. Like you could, you could talk about it, but like you can't really force somebody to work the sure. as hard as you work. As a Hubert Davis, you know, you cobble together like a 15 year NBA career. Um, and you're not as talented as, you know, LeBron James or Kevin Durant. It's like, well, that probably you could teach other people how to do that. That's yeah. probably why you're great. Head I don't coach. know where she'd wind up, man. I don't know. I don't know if there's a product that could accommodate what he does right. outside of the WWE. Because that machine is just so massive and so capable of doing so much. You know, where would he go? Like, AEW is quickly becoming overrun. It's just there's too many people. There's I don't... too many people. There's only two shows. It's also, uh, I, I feel... So what do you do with these guys? Like, all of a sudden, like... Andrade shows up, and now he got bumped to the Friday show, and sometimes he's on the YouTube show. Like these were all top level well, TV guys. I feel like, look, it's exciting when when Sam Punk walks out and Daniel Bryan walks out. It's like, wow, this is great. But then three weeks goes by, and like, I feel like, um, do you watch any of those, the Marvel movies? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like the Marvel movies used to be good movies. And now it's we're waiting to see the Easter eggs and we're waiting to see when this character comes over, gotcha. when this character pops up. Like the, that Doctor Strange movie, I didn't think was very good. And I, I haven't I, seen that one yet. It's not very good. And okay. it, and I was like, oh, we're just waiting to see when Mister Fantastic or whoever it is shows up, uh, Doctor Doom. And um, I feel like AEW, while they they have good intentions, they've kind of pigeonholed themselves into yeah. that now. Like was that's it, the only time they get reactions. It's when somebody shows up. Here's Cesaro. Okay, yeah. what do you do with him now? Let's. Let's see where he is in two months. Right. Right. So. Um, which is, I guess it's not bad because it's still, it's still relative. It's new. You know, even yeah. a couple of years in, it's brand new. And it's TV time for guys and it's jobs for guys. Right. So, I, 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 you know, I don't feel, I don't know. I don't really feel one way or the other about it. Uh, what was it like? You were in the ROH program yeah. when it got bought by AEW. What was that feeling like? Uh, I wasn't signed. Okay. So, it didn't really affect me. Um, it's just a bummer to see guys lose their jobs but it's entertainment man like if you don't expect to be fired or replaced at some point 
Like it's 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 entertainment. It's fickle. It can be like, what are you doing for me right now? Is is like to me is what that seems like. Sure. Uh, so, to me, like uh, I'm I'm glad to see that the product is going to be taken care of, and not stuffed on random channels at random times that don't match across the country. So mm. like nobody knows when it's on. And that was always a thing. Yeah. Like, nobody knew it when it was on. Like I couldn't tell people when to watch my features because I didn't know what time you're on my channel. You, you popped be. up on my TV once. I was drunk at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> like on a fucking weeknight. And I found some See? station I've never heard of. And I was like, shit, I know that guy. He's wrestling right That's now weird. on TV. Um, <laughs> oh, it's Ring of Honor, too. This is great. <laughs> it was a bummer. Like uh, I to me, it just seemed like a really. Uh, uh, what's the word? Like when you want to like they wanted to fire a bunch of guys, but they just didn't have the balls to, right. to their face. You know, so we're just gonna, you know, get you and your red stapler over here, and we're gonna put you in the corner and put you in oh, the basement. Oh, look, your contract ran out. Unfortunate. <laughs> uh, Take your flashlight and your pesticide. Get in the basement yeah. looking for cockroaches. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Uh, we actually, well, MCW benefited that from that pretty substantially because yeah. uh, they just came to clean out the dojo a couple of weeks ago, and I went down there with a the U-Haul. And <laughs> they gave us a bunch of stuff. Did they really? So we have some of the old. Some of the old set. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, man. So we're going to try and incorporate it into our setup. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, so, like, we have a really good relationship with them and with AEW. Good. So, like, you know. You know my guy Dorsey? I'm sorry? Dorsey does all the paintings for AEW. He goes yeah. to all your shows. You know him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's, he's awesome. Good dude. I, got, well, I got him and Louis Tully. I got a loud goat. I got a, I got a cabal of guys I used to like. Be, they all go to all your shows. So, <laughs> um, When are you wrestling again, by the way? Uh, let's see. July 23rd is the Shamrock Cup, which is nice. like our WrestleMania. Oh, yes. The 21st. It's the 21st annual Shamrock Cup. Uh, let's see. Will you be defending the title? I will be defending the title. Like that. Um, Fighting champion. That's right. The highlight of that, the main event will be the Shamrock Cup, which are qualifying matches. It's a one-night tournament. The finals are like a big six-man. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a scramble kind of deal. Uh, Joey Janela, uh, Jack Evans. That guy's got some heat, by the way. Yeah, Joey Janela <laughs> is Lord. nuclear in the best way. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. you got that bubble of love sponge heat. <laughs> he's getting uh, fucking booed out of the building. Yeah. Let's see. Joey Janela, Jack Evans. He's a good wrestler, though. Uh, Rich Swan. Oh. Uh, we think we got Blake Christian as well. Man, that's a stacked card. It's, yeah. And it's good because we get to incorporate some of our guys. Good. Who can do their thing as well. Man. So it's a good opportunity for them and be a really good showcase. At, uh, Title's cool, too. The belt. It's a, it's a nice belt. Cup. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. Um, that'll be fun. People can check that out. I want uh, the stuff, though, that goes directly to Ken. Uh, he's got a pro wrestling tease shop. You can go check oh, that out. Yeah. Ken Dixon and then Ken yeah. Dixon on YouTube. And then, of course, Twitter and Instagram, the underscore yeah. Ken Dixon, if you'd like to follow him. Yeah, I hate telling people you're a nice dude. <laughs> I So look, man, uh, since I came back, yeah, I'm like the top. I guess I'm a good guy now. Oh, I'm like, sick to my stomach. People love... Like, I've, I've been there so long, like, yeah. I'm their asshole. You're right. So, like... I like that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, man, that's just where I am now. But it's fun, because it's been the evolution of me as, as, a, as, as a performer. Yeah. That, like, I am who I am unapologetically. Sure. And just the way that wrestling has changed, like, I don't go out and just be like, oh, shut up, or, you know, come on, let's go. It's none of that anymore. It's just, I am what I am. If you want to cheer me, you can cheer me. If you want to boo me, you can boo me. Uh... But that's that's where the fun is. If you listen, they'll tell you what they want. 
So you just got to, like, play that role. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, likewise. All right, stay in touch. So next time you can just come down and hang out Hell and yeah. do the show or whatever. Uh, follow him on Twitter and Instagram at the Ken Dixon, and you do can it. find all the stuff and the access to all the stuff and the access. Great to see you, buddy. Likewise. Stay healthy. Don't break your neck. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. All right, <laughs> it, is the, uh, it is the Chad Duke Show. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods, or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. We're the pickle size hail and the damage in the Oh, yeah. That little pickle size hell. Coconut Dukes and the Ponytails and Cocktails Band. I mean, there might be other songs about pickles. I can't really think of them off the top of my head, Tor. The reason why I bring it up. Deli mustard spread on two types of swine. It's difficult to say that live. Better lock up your dill weed and slice the cucumber lean. Now, the reason why I bring it up is that the uh, third album from Ponytails and Cocktails is now available on iTunes and Spotify. Including the pickle size hail, baby. Check it out. Uh, Apple Music. What is that Dr. Dre thing? Waver, Surge. What that, the hell? I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's on that. If you make a story on Instagram, you can use our songs. Uh, it's all there. Including Tor's personal favorite, Tarta de Lima, which is a love song to a key lime pie. You want to hear my flow here? All right, let's hear it. Get ready for, get ready for uh, Coconut Dukes' flow right here. Here we go. Oh. Ponytail chase down that bottle of Jack with a five-gallon bucket of it will pickle back. To hell with all these D's. Y'all want to be with quinoa and their lunch and lentil in their jeans. You want pickles and by God's sake, you ate cocktail onions and don't you spray. Ponytails and cocktails don't work for free. We'll take full and a half sours, two jars of three. Hey, and the damaging deal. Rolled over gherkins. Red Everybody, Lawson. I shit on Lawson a lot, deservedly so. Yeah, he's getting that backup singing, man. I I was impressed. He can harmonize with, with Lawson's uh, ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little lobster red face on the mando right there. Listen to that. Turn that up. Wish he'd return my text. And a little uh, DH pineapple on the acoustic. You got uh, Tropical Depression Dotson on the drums there. A little breakdown. Now, Tor, I don't know if you have a big cucumber, but if you do, I would have, what? This goddamn breakdown is sending me to a different place right now. I don't know. It's probably because you would expect us to treat this song seriously. Hold on, there you go. Get ready to get dropped. You really broke it down. Vinegar coming in. Ryan Pumpernickel slice up real thin. But you better be careful. Careful. That's all ponytails the right there. Watch, Watch out for the pickle 
size hell and the damage in the We're the pickle size hell. Big verbal nod. Uh, I gotta get like, a little bit of uh, verbal nod. Doogie B from Sunny Ledford might have something to do with how good this song is. <laughs> All right, need to turn that off. Uh, that is uh, Pickle Size Hail, available on Traditional Maritime Music, the third studio album for Ponytails and Cocktails. Just go ahead and search Ponytails and Cocktails on... Uh, some of our songs are not very good. Uh, some of them, though, I think are pretty good. There's uh, there's one about pissing and getting caught pissing outside in the parking garage of this very building. Uh, there's one called um, Shot of Pork, which I like because it's about uh, the idea of shooting a shot of pork down, which I did, actually, at Monk's Barbecue one time. Some fun stuff up there, uh, including Wait Him Out, the greatest song ever written in the history of mankind. I'm going to say that right now. Wait Him Out shits on uh, Highway 61 Revisited. Uh, anything on the basement tapes, fuck you. Um, all right, let's get to it. Um, tonight, thank you to Ken Dixon again for coming on the show. Appreciate him. Been getting some nice feedback for the Ken Dixon interview, so uh, shoot him a nice tweet or Instagram post or whatever. Let him know you enjoyed his interview. I saw Dorsey Art was putting us over for that interview. Which is very nice. Um, a lot of people that go to MCW shows, so uh, thank you very much for all of that. It was fun to have him on. I know you became a big fan of his two tour. Yeah, he's just an authentic dude, uh, and he was incredibly nice. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, what's he going to be like? You, you told me before he's just going to be like the nicest dude you ever met, and he was. And he does sit-ups, which is weird. Um, <laughs> so um, that was fun. Wanted to say tonight that uh, we've got more fun for you. If you don't have any plans on a Friday night, uh, Gigantor and I are going to meet back here and just a few fucking hours. Um, <laughs> it's been a thick week, hasn't it? Uh, it has. Thick ass week. Sneaky thick. Sneaky thick. Um, usually that's what chicks would say to me when I like, take the shirt off. Oh, God, it's fat midsection. Sneaky. Sneaky thick. That's before you move into just, oh, you're a fat waste of life. Um, John Travolta, when he takes his shirt off in uh, Pulp Fiction, you're like, oh, this guy's probably ripped. You're like, oh, he's built like me. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, the Hoot Nanny returns tonight. The Chad Duke Show Friday Night Hoot Nanny, but not just a Hoot Nanny. It is going to be a Bourbons of the Round Table, which is huge. Um, I think one of the last times we attempted this tour, the show was so debaucherous that we um, we didn't put it up, and it caused a mini coup, uh, an uprising, a revolt inside of our listeners, where we uh, eventually were bullied into releasing it on CD. Um, and that's the only way that it worked. But um, I like these shows. They're fun shows. We've got a really good group of guys coming in for the panel, but they do have the potential to be calamitous. It's one of the – I don't know. I don't think I really get very nervous before shows uh, like yeah. I used to. Like, as bad yeah, as I used been, you've to. You're certainly better than you were. Um, a Bourbons of the Round Table will get me back back to like first week yes, of the show. Yes, yes, and I And I have a, 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 the, I have a, a very – trenchant decree that I need to offer up to everyone coming tonight. You need to behave, okay? If you're in the audience or you're on the show, th this is one of the ones where you got to behave at because if you don't behave on this one, we're not going to be able to do the other ones. And there's some people tonight that are on their second chances. Some might call them their last chances, all right? So calm down, everybody. It's going to be a great time. Chill out. You don't need to overthink it. If you're coming up to the Fortress of Solid Dudes, enjoy uh, be responsible, be an adult, and if you're a part of the panel, chill the fuck out. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to Money Monk? Uh, Money Monk, <laughs> read a full text before you send a, a text. I'm excited to have you here. 
Last time you came in for Bourbons of the Roundtable, it was my first time having Blanton's Gold. And that was delicious, and it was fantastic. By the way. And I've never had a bourbon better since. How good is Blanton's Gold? I, I still think about I it. I think the bottle's over there somewhere. Um, the empty bottle. It's So you, you're incredibly valued as a part of the panel, even though you work with a lot of bourbon people, which makes the scoring difficult. It's difficult. And then people have to be nice to you. I, read the text. That's over, by the way. That's over. Oh, if, it's over. If, if, if I don't, if, if someone brings in a shitty bourbon, we're gonna call it shitty. That is just it's what we have to do. My, my shitty bourbon got destroyed as it should have. By the way, people want us to go to an anonymous tasting system for the bourbon that defeats the entire purpose. Right. I mean, it's it's you know the snacks of the round table. I I have no problem patting myself on the back for it. I came up with the snacks of the round table format fifteen fucking years ago. Um, it is now bourbons of the round table, and this is the way we do it because you got to be able to bust the balls of the person if they brought in the shittiest fucking bourbon of them all. Right. So, just, and now that Casey isn't here, by the way, he was the most petty and also the one that was up up turning the apple cart. He was the one also pre gaming bourbons of the round table with thirty two ounce cores. With that dude that he's fucking, yeah, it's um, it's a it's a difficult uh, thing to keep control of him during one of those moments. I don't think he gets to get out and do that stuff as much as he used to. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, but we do appreciate everybody that's coming down here tonight. It'll be a great one. And uh, if you can't come down, you can watch live for free on our Facebook page. Isn't that great, Tor? It's great. Then go to facebookcom show. If you're listening to this right now, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight, Friday night. That is the 1st of July. By the way, happy July, everybody. Um, you can watch for free. Be nice if you donate it. You don't have to. Jimmy J is going to be over there on the ones and twos. Jim Daddy running that goddamn camera board so you can just sit back and enjoy yourself. I haven't seen Jim Daddy in a minute. When's he going to be here? In about an hour? No. <laughs> He likes to get here early. Nice and early for Jim Daddy. I'll text him when I'm getting my car. Hey, Jimmy, what's your ETA? Already here, dear boy. I'm here, dear boy. I'll hate my family. I'm like, all right, Jester. I'd rather not be around him. I'll see you in 35 minutes when normal when normal people would show up to the studio. You know, I mentioned to you that I used to have four kids, and now I only claim three kids. Jester's second child, I got some bad news for you. You're fire. Pack your shit and get the fuck up out. This is Big Balls Dane. I fire just as kids when he don't want them no more. I like to fire some of mine. That's an ambitious crossover. <laughs> Eventually, I'm just going to have a psychotic <laughs> meltdown in here where I'm trying to portray too many people at the same time. I lose my own identity I in the middle. I gotta figure, try to pull you out. Dean, what the hell there, boy? <laughs> I don't like to wear condoms neither. I thought maybe you and all I could stick together. That's where you went wrong, <laughs> Big Jimmy. I'm in upper management now. <laughs> Wasn't there a period where you won a bunch of awards? There? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Yeah. How you think I got promoted? I won salesman of the month. I got free lobster rolls for the month of May. Shit, then I fired all your friends. First thing I did. They weren't they weren't salesmen of the month. Material. First order business, get the fuck up out of here, Gigantor, and all of his haircut getting loser dummies. I won't put up with it. Not now that I'm in upper management. Yeah. Um So tonight, uh, seven PM, the Bourbons of the Round Table, Friday night Hoot Nanny returns. Please to be come and watching it with us. It should be a very good time. Tor, thank you for a beautiful full week of shows. Yeah, been, been uh, tremendous. I'm excited for tonight. Um, Me too. I'm excited 
to not have 30 fucking tacos showing up. Yeah. And now just a reasonable number. He's excited. People I, are getting excited. I understand, but he's one that I, I shouldn't have to do Mark this Mark Borger? Yes. <laughs> You're saying he's indoctrinated? You scared the shit out of me today, Mark Borger, because I thought you were going crazy. <laughs> And then I thought I was going crazy because I had to look up and say, yeah, Mark, I'd like the entire menu at Taco Bell. I mean, the thing is, you're mad at him, though, for wanting to bring us tacos. Correct. I mean, that's a pretty good spot for you to have to be in. Yes, All it right. is. But don't make me feel like I'm losing People my People are please. just excited. They're just excited. That's all. It's a good problem to have. They just need to be focused, their energy in the right. There's plenty of stuff we need up here. Yes. We need a table. Someone bringing us a table? I'll see if someone can. We need one of those foldable event tables because, unfortunately, the blow molds are leaking over onto the floor now. (laughs) These are good problems to have. Did I mention shelf realm is growing? All right. Uh, Thank you to Gigantor. Thank you to all of you for subscribing. Hey, by the way, use this free episode. Everyone doesn't know what happened to me after I got whacked. Sling this fucking episode around and be like, hey, look, if you think this dumb shit is funny, maybe you go subscribe on ChadDukeShow.com so you can keep doing shows. Huh? That's the way we do it. We'll see you guys tonight for the Hoot Nanny if the good Lord is willing and the Creeks. Don't rise. Roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to that and fence a few. Ten out of fucking years.